guy tells me he's a lifeguard, that really turns me on. Lifeguards are extremely macho. I'll go out with any guy who's a lifeguard. Lifeguard. Every girl's summer dream. The girls are probably the best part of being a lifeguard. When I'm with a lifeguard, everybody digs me. That's what I say. The beach, the chicks, the water. It's like utopia. Lifeguards aren't the kind of guys that want to get married. It's it's going to be the summer thing. My idea of the American dream isn't the executive suite or the fancy car or the big mortgage. All I want out of life is my freedom. He can be uh, who he really wants to be. And when you see that in someone, it's, it's really attractive. I want to be a lifeguard as long as I can. Paramount Pictures presents Lifeguard. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Lifeguard, every girl's summer dream. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. I am so excited to talk about this movie. This movie was so fun. I did not know this movie existed <laughs> until last month. And I'm so glad that uh, it's here for all of you. Everybody listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes. Well, we have a celebrity with us today. <laughs> Our very own sexy lifeguard. Love Connie. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Oh, my God. Catch a wave. <laughs> Thank you so much for recommending this movie to us. This movie is <laughs> bananas. It's, you know, what was... Th- I can't remember. What was the first movie I, I, we, I recommended? Oh, that we suge- or, or yeah. that we, when you said, what made me gay? I can't mm-hmm. even remember. Oh, Poseidon Adventure, of course. Right. Jackie and Beat Jackie, already, yeah. Jackie already beat yes. you to it. <laughs> Which I love because Jackie Beat is... Look, if it's about Poseidon Adventure or Carrie, yeah. I will bow down and let Jackie walk right oh, over me because she's got yeah. all of the insight <laughs> on that. But this is a lesser known film that, yeah. like you say, it's like a lot of people, especially gay people mm-hmm. have probably never even heard of right. um, because of how it plays I think it's such a it's I mean what we would call now extremely politically incorrect oh, but yeah. it really nothing has changed if you also watch the film it's mm-hmm. like you know people are still doing the same damn thing that they're doing in there you know and getting caught for it and then getting kicked out of office right oh, or such goodness. so but we watched Lifeguard, directed by Daniel Petrie, released July 23rd, 1976, starring Sam Elliott and Ann Archer and Parker Stevens. Parker Kathleen Stevenson. Queenland, all-star cast. Yeah. It is a wonderful cast, mm-hmm. I do have to say. It really is. So, uh, like Scott said, it was released in 1976, but what we did find out was that it was shot in 75. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking at some people's ages and then the whole class of 1960 and all of that good stuff. What was I going to say? That, I mean, it's also, I like to think that was also the summer of Jaws. Yep. You know, oh, so yes. they, tie, they tie into that. Wow. Jaws was a PG related, PG related, PG rated <laughs> film right. that was intense, you know, in its, in its violence and, and right. thrills and everything. But like Lifeguard, there's that wonderful opening sequence that now I was born in December of 1967. Mm-hmm. So. I became, these were movies that, now I saw Jaws with my family, but there's that whole skinny dipping scene in the beginning and it yeah. was shot day for night. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. then when the Blu-rays came out, it's like, oh my God, she is full frontal bush <laughs> yeah. and everything <laughs> yep. running a- into the ocean. And then I was watching Lifeguard again today, which I, I of course own. Um, and uh, again, I've seen it probably four 
five times because I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably saw it on television on HBO. Many, I probably saw it many times on HBO. Yeah. And then I finally uh, bought the DVD when they released it on DVD probably okay. 10 or 15 years ago. And I'm still blown away by how much nudity could get a, you could get away with in a PG-rated yeah. oh, yeah. film back in the, the 70s. The 70s were Absolutely. a very could different not, time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would that even be PG? I guess that would be a PG-13 because Maybe. there's no real... There is a soft sex scene between him and Ann right. Archer, and you see one of Ann Archer's nipples. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where the nudity is also like, um, you know, the first girl, the flight attendant. The fl- yeah. Sh- played by two. Sharon Clark, who was yes. a Play- Playboy, Playboy Playmate, Playmate of the Year of 1971. 1971. <laughs> I did. I Googled the picture. And did you notice yeah, that she changed, her na- she changed her name also? Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, maybe even for this film where there's a lot of nudity, which, you, you know, yeah. Playboy Bunny... Playboy Playmate would be perfect for it because, right. you know, she's used to taking off her clothes. But, um, you know, there was still some stigma attached when you were yeah. trying to make it as a Hollywood oh, co- you know, career. Yeah. And she did a couple of other things, you know, uh, kind of random uh, 70s stuff. Okay. She was on, a, you know, she did some Charlie's Angels. Yeah. I'm a huge play, you know, my number one are Dorothy Stratton, Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, 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 sure. You know, I love, I, those are my favorite. I also grew up reading Playboy because my dad just got yeah. Playboy delivered uh, to our you house. You were a lucky boy. When yeah. I was a child, and it was probably one of those things that I'm just going to leave it on the counter to see if my uh. gay son will like <laughs> oh. read it. And oh. you know what? Off on him. I always read it cover to cover. You did? Fascinated yeah. with it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. So you see, you were well educated. Yep. I, I, can say I grew up great. on the Playboy brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. I was from a very sexually repressed, uh, you know, with more Norman Bates with the domineering mother, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, kind of a pussy whipped father, uh, who I found out recently, uh, he's not with us anymore, but, um, you know, my mom's in her nineties now and, uh, uh, my sister has, uh, been confiding in me. It's like, you know, dad said he was going to kill her, but if it was, if it wasn't for us kids or he thought he'd get caught and I've, I've started kind of appreciating that. And I'm like, Oh, I like that. All right. So there was no, yeah, I was amazed at what I could get away with, with Certain pinups, you know. Oh, sure. Olivia, yeah. I yeah. always say, you know, Olivia Newton John was my gateway drug to Farrah Fawcett yeah. and then Debbie Harry. Sure, you know, okay. um, yeah. kind of but, like the the Pokemon evolution. That's a, I was going to say that's a yeah. good oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a good evolution oh, yeah. of like of pinup blonde pinups. I, I, I love yes. all of them. I love all for three the millennials. Of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, the thing about this film, um, I when I was a kid, mm-hmm. because I wasn't athletic and I did. Sp- you know, my dad would normally be watching sports on the weekends. He was a big sports guy. He was a coach, little league, and all that stuff. Uh, Mom and I would always go to the mall, and you know, like I say, the first film I ever really, I think, Poseidon Adventure was seventy two, mm-hmm. and I believe Blazing Saddles was seventy four. I want to say seventy four. Yeah, that, yeah, that's about right. So mm-hmm. I remember though. I remember. Poseidon Adventure blew my mind. You yeah. know, and I had to have only been five years old. But to this day. I find I would go to that movie before I would ever seek out truth in the Bible or anything. Because Gene Hackman's preacher is so cool. He's like, pray to the part of God within you, you know, not a God in the sky. So it's this very oh self-empowering film, you know? Yeah. Um, but but I loved that. And around this time was when my mom was letting me go to matinees by myself. And okay. I remember the very first matinee I saw at the... Okay, catch, catch this up because I'm from the deep south. All right. The Battlefield 
Twin Cinema in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Wow. And listen, wow. I got the Battlefield <laughs> Twin Cinema. You know, because God damn it, we lost the war, but we're naming the we're movie theater the, out of it. You know, multiplex. And they would show all the Crown International. The we, we got, and we had a drive-in the. Okay, God, here's another tangent. We had a drive-in theater in my hometown of Tallulah, Louisiana. It's now you know why I'm a drag queen. Yeah. I grew up in a town named <laughs> Tallulah. You know, Tallulah. <laughs> Um, they had a drive-in and they would play movies like Chatterbox, which was about a, Candace Rawlson had a singing vagina. Yes. And when you went to the football game at, at the academy, you know, we went to the academy, that Christian school, uh, all us little white kids, so horribly segregated. (laughs) But when you would go up into the top of the bleachers, you could look over and you could see the drive-in. So Uh, at the football games, uh, I was just mesmerized because I couldn't hear anything, but I could see all the nudity and it was just crazy. So I think because of the nudity, I must have seen Lifeguard by myself at a matinee because my mother would have been, oh, have, she yeah. just would have been so uncomfortable yeah. having to sit through it because it's all fun. It's fun nudity. None of the nudity in this movie is yeah. dirt. It's fun, free, 70s, porno chic, porno chic because Deep Throat and Beyond the yeah. Green Door had mm-hmm. already happened. Yeah. And Hollywood, you know, needed to not, you know, kind of get with it or, or just relaxed a little bit. Yeah. And like I say, I don't know if it's like with the F word. If you just say, fuck you, you know, you can have one or two in a PG movie. Right. But if you say, I want to fuck, fuck you, yeah, yeah. then... <laughs> so I kept looking at the nudity going, you know, it, okay, they pull her top off at the beach, you know, and there's that funny scene. But there's that there's a lot of sex in here, you know, and he's hot. Sam Elliott. Oh, who, yeah. We got to discuss Sam Elliott. Well, all the, <laughs> your... your your audience will know him from Lady Gaga yes. from the yes. Star is Born. Can you believe that was his first Oscar nomination? Shocking. I mean, but I guess what but, else would but he have been nominated But not really for? because, you know, when I was thinking about him and I was also thinking about this character of the lifeguard and I was also thinking about my life now, how as a drag queen who is totally independent, I don't have agents. I, I have in the past, but for drag, never. But I am not represented by anyone. You know what I mean? Mm, Like that lifeguard, I've kind of had this free life where if I want to work, I can work. If I don't want to work, I don't have, you know, I I mean, I'm, you know, broken everything. So that's a choice. (laughs) But like this character says, it's like, you know, he just, he gets to just have kind of a great life where he can do what he wants to do because you don't have, you know, you don't have a child that's depending on you or, or a a woman at home or, or, and I also looked at him, you know, the way he looks is so cult model gay. Mm -hmm. And because it's the seventies and the guys are wearing the short Mm -hmm. shorts and and he's got that kind of tie-dye tight tank top. Obsessed with, those, with that. Oh my obsessed gosh. with that tank top. And you can mm-hmm. Google image him. And if you Google image everyone, Sam Elliott lifeguard, it will be the first image that comes yeah. up. And he's just, he looks like he came out of the pages of Colt Magazine and him or and, his video. Him and Parker Stevenson, all they talk about 
is hard on. Yes, they're yep. dick. Yeah, jerking off. Mm-hmm. Well, kinda, how many yeah. times they jerk off? Kind of him because he's kind of the teacher for the guy, and <laughs> yeah. you're almost and you're almost waiting for like when is it going to get homo erotic? Yeah. And, and it never does no. between yeah. those two characters. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I look at him and how he behaves with women, how his sex with women is so casual. I mean, yeah. that's very gay. And well, you know, I that was thinking about that line with the flight attendant of that like sex with you like it's always good but there's just really nothing there yeah there's kind of like there's a no, line because it's so casual yeah. you know yeah. because it's, it's so, so casual, casual. Yeah. and she tries to make him jealous she's like you know i'm flying to where does she say like budapest with you know or not budapest but something where there's a marrakesh <laughs> with a king you know and then she's like no i'm not really you know um, <laughs> and you can tell he you know of course he's a great lay are you kidding it's like she wants to be with him and you know I, it wasn't until, you know, speaking of the Poseidon adventure, um, it wasn't until about, it it was only a few years ago, uh, that I realized when I'm watching films, I have rarely, if ever, I can give you one example, identified with the male protagonist. Sure. always as a gay mm-hmm. and it was just me it was it was before i knew about gay or oh, anything yeah, definitely. Yeah. but w- i'm telling you as a five-year-old i already identified with pamela sue martin having a crush <laughs> on an older a preacher or someone in yeah. the church shelly winters already already had a weight problem at five you know and felt fat <laughs> yeah, yeah carol lindley oh come on who what gay kid did not want to be the lead blonde lead singer of the band I mean, you know and then I mean, look at blondie who's my biggest inspiration so yeah. that was already there yeah and stella stevens i always kind of felt like <laughs> you know the bastard at the family reunion yeah. like like i'm sticking out and everyone knows i'm a whore yeah i have yeah. not gonna have sex for another you know yeah <laughs> 15 years i think that's but. so much of kind of the idea behind this show is you know we don't do a lot of straight up gay, gay movies mm-hmm. this is a coming out story because th- th- that's obviously those movies do i identify with those as young gay kids except for yeah. the one that There's we did sh- except for the one that we did last week next yeah last week <laughs> but um you know uh it's just, you know, of course we identify it. It's a representation and all yeah. that. But the real, the real idea behind the show is, like you said, watching these movies and identifying and with the finding female those, characters. Yeah, and finding yeah. those clues. Like, what makes this, like, his wardrobe and, like, the fact that he's got that big mustache. It's oh like, he God. is a gay, a physically a gay icon. Yeah. And I think, you know... Gay guys and daddies, if you were to go into, like, the Eagle or someplace and be like, hey, what do you think of... Oh, Sam. Yeah. And the other thing that I was taken by this movie is um, I love that, you know, when you talk about how he was only just recently nominated for an Academy Award, it's like he is a really good actor. and, And even in this thing, I felt like he really was into the character because if you notice... He's barefoot when he yeah. dri- he drives bare- barefoot. He drives I noticed that he barefoot. Gets, he, gets, and he walks out so of his car. Out of his he, walk, he goes to get something to eat, and he <laughs> yeah. comes out, and he's yeah. barefoot. And I'm just going, "This is so seventies." Yeah. Not it. since Britney Spears walking no. around. You know, that's something we do in Louisiana. It's yeah. like, are oh, you walking around barefoot at the gas station? It's like, yeah. come on. But you know, back in the seven, oh please, I can remember my brother. You know, around May. You know, he'd come in with bare feet. He goes, I'm walking with bare feet. I got to get my feet toughened up for summer. For summer. <laughs> 
Gotta get when that he's, good, that when good he's, layer. Uh, yeah, when he's jogging, when he's jogging, which I oh, which I think his yes. boss, he's not wearing any yes, shoes. Yes, with his yeah. boss, he's jogging. And that's mm-hmm. the only time his feet are really dirty, because yeah. that's the other thing, is I always look at, you know, because he's a lifeguard, I kind of, I love the whole tub of water. I was going to say, he's got the bucket at the, the bottom bucket where he wa- And I'm like, mm, there's something very Jesus that <laughs> I like about yeah. this scene. Wash your feet before you come up here. Yeah, so, but, but really quick, yeah. he's always photographed you know and daniel peach is a really good director you know he did cocoon and a bunch of shit but sam elliott is always shot always like this yeah. where with his, legs spread, yeah. with his legs up and his toe the bottoms of his little toes is that the mm-hmm. photo that i sent you yesterday yes yeah. it yeah. is it's i <laughs> yep. just it, mm-hmm. it looks it he's just in perfect blowjob it's like you yeah. could suck his dick and eat his ass <laughs> and play with his balls you know it's just he's and again he's not Thinking, you know, because remember a couple of years ago or something, he made some comments about yeah. it was it was over power the dog. I'll I'll let it slide. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never saw it, so I don't really remember. Yeah. But it's just his, you know, he's like an old Clint Eastwood type yeah, of guy. Just, it's like, yeah. and Clint Eastwood, I always found lots of homoeroticism yeah. or especially humor. He always had a lot of, and I I equivocate. Uh, Equivocate? Equate. Equate, yes. Oh, my gosh. Equivocal. (laughs) I equate that somehow with his relationship with Sandra Locke, who I am obsessed with, um, who was married to her gay best friend from childhood. Okay. Her entire career. You know, because he, her gay best friend, listen, if you ever, the best titled in one of the best Hollywood biographies is hers. And her title of her biography is a takeoff on Clint Eastwood's film, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Very Ugly, which I, <laughs> I just it. think that's just yeah, – it's almost yeah. as good as Judy Karn from Laugh-In. Oh. You know, Burt Reynolds' ex-girlfriend. Do okay. You, do, shall I? I'm – Laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. So those are definite reads, but yeah, there's something, there's something there that I that I find that whether he's acknowledging it yeah. or or he's unaware, it's Elliott's there. Also, a type that women love him, obviously. Guys gay, love gay him. Men, yeah, they, they yeah, want to hang out. with yeah, him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Gay yeah. men love him, obviously, but straight guys love him. Yes. Oh yeah, he yeah. Of, he kind of fits all of those. It's quadrants. a very Every. special kind of it's a, like. It's also very persona too. Yeah, for it Burt is. Reynolds and his well, but, yeah. but the thing with Burt Reynolds is Sam. I mean, like I say, Burt Reynolds is funny as hell. So. Yeah. He can kind of like That's win true, you yeah. over and make you fall in love with him because he's funny. And I would even imagine if you were like a gay guy hanging, hanging around Burt Reynolds, he would adore you yeah, and would pick I at you and yeah. just it would be cool. You know, Sam, you know, you get that with him too because like you say, he's always talking about ah, his kids running around with hard-ons. You know, that's why we call him – what is it? Uh, machine, machine Gun, gun. Machine uh, gun. who, who yep. I love. And he's I like, you know, gun. so – but I always just look at him as he's that that guy – that if you had a problem with a girl or even, or with anyone, you would come and ask him about it. Oh, yeah. Because he would sexually know. Had, had his, he's been there. He's been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird, like, even the scene. Because, again, we're talking about I- female identification. Mm-hmm. I always identified with the Kathleen Quinlan character who is – and she's so – Our ingenue. God, mm-hmm. She's so – 
so can we talk about her for a little yeah, bit? Let's yeah, talk about Kathleen Quinlan. Are, are you guys aware? Okay, we all know that um, America. Well, okay, remember the famous casting between Carrie and Star Wars, where Lucas and De Palma. Yep, were, right. They, they, yeah. tra- they were casting both of those at the same time, and they would trade off actors. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and all read everyone for, the same for different roles, pool, and everything. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh shit! So uh, I, I totally got. I lost my train of thought here kathleen quinlan um kathleen quinlan <laughs> when i look at okay american graffiti mm-hmm. um two years before that mm-hmm. and that's a movie you can also look at that has oh my yeah. god a Stack roster of, yeah. of actors before they were famous yes yep. who yeah. who you were gonna see either as a regular on eight is enough you know it was just <laughs> every tv show but the one that i think people forget who's in american graffiti and who's actually the only one who looks like a real teenager because she was is kathleen quinlan oh. and it's her first movie and she tells this great story i saw it on i guess it was on the special features for american graffiti but mm-hmm. uh american graffiti there's a dance in the beginning where you kind of get to know everybody and yeah. she and cindy williams who must have been 10 years oh, older yeah, than easy. her by that mm-hmm. time uh are in the bathroom you know having uh scene in the girl's bathroom and then they say after they shot that scene uh they went and shot some scenes of everyone dancing and kathleen said oh my god we're supposed to be out there and she grabbed cindy and was about to run out onto the dance floor and cindy grabbed her and was like no 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 we are not in this scene we're in the bathroom now this is what's happening wow so she kathleen didn't even know at that time she's like it's all done you're right you're right and if you go back and look at kathleen quinlan in a American Graffiti. She's so beautiful and she's so young and she's just gorgeous. Here, she reminds me so much of, and even though she's a little older, of a Jodie Foster or a Christy McNichol. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because, and there's also one scene that I noticed where she's where it's during the um, the triathlon the race, thing, yeah, the race yeah. that the lifeguards do. She's got a hat on and if you look at her, she looks like she is a boiled lobster. Her <laughs> hair is wet. And you can wet. tell they just put that hat on her because she, they had been shooting all day and oh, she was sure, yeah. hot as fuck. But what it does is it just makes her look, you know, she looks so tomboyish. And yes. her, her body is so tight and like a gymnast, you know, she's mm-hmm, got a really mm-hmm. cute butt and she, you know, her, her breasts are small <laughs> and natural yeah. and she's really, really, really beautiful. And you're kind of like, oh, my God. You know, I, I could totally – again, I remember the first guys that I was ever in love with. They all look like Sam Elliott. You know, <laughs> I still remember this cardiopulmonary guy oh who worked at the hospital when I was in college and I was hanging around this group of, you know, gay guys, you yeah. know, that you would meet at the local gay bar when you would venture out. I went to a Southern Baptist college too, so it was interesting. But <laughs> I used to like – I would wait on his doorstep for him. I was just – obsessed with him and and i desired him so so much just like she does sam elliott Mm -hmm. in this and i can't imagine how absolutely intoxicating you know fucking him in the lifeguard shack you know what i mean i just can't imagine so it's interesting with her casting too because she's she's very beautiful she's cute as this like teenage character but i mean for like the 70s california beach kind of they didn't go for a blonde era. they didn't no. go for a blonde yep. she and got I, short hair yes yes you know? and i think it's yeah. because you know and it's a testament to the movie maybe it's like 
how many blondes with right. big tits do you think that that Sam Elliott yeah, has exactly. fucked on yeah, that yeah, beach? Yeah. He's gone through everyone. So when you're looking at he's and he's only 33, I you know that God. blew my mind. <laughs> oh my God, I'm 20 years older than that dude. The wild, 15, wild. 15 high school reunion. I am like. Four From years, 1960. Four years older. Yeah. So you're thinking this, this is this yeah. is like the cast of Greece. This is like Danny and Sandy. They're going wow, back to the point. Because Greece was 58, Greece yeah. 2 was 62. It's very odd. That's wild when and, you think about it like that. <laughs> and you know, and and also thinking about her and the fact that uh, she's a brunette, and they also mm-hmm. cast another brunette. You know, right. They mm-hmm. did good with their blondes. They got the blondes on the peripheral. The yeah. flight attendant, yeah. the girl that loses her top at the beach, and the girl at the really pickup bar. And the girl, oh, you're right. And the girl at the pickup yeah, bar, the you're right. We were up. very fascinated. Right, we were right. very fascinated with that bar. It was like a singles bar, but it was sports themed. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And Ann Archer, if we can, I for mean, a moment, who how stunning is she in this movie? She's so stunning, but it's one of those things. Like when I think of her at the epitome of her sexiness and beauty, mm-hmm. it's Fatal Attraction. Yeah, yeah. you usually go Which, to Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. We're ten years before. Oh yeah, Fatal yeah. Attraction wasn't years. like. 87? Yes, yeah. 87, 88. Or, yeah. And the thing about Ann Archer is when you look at her back then, it's like she hasn't – it's like there – and I had this problem too. Some people need to grow into their face. You know, yeah. her – like you look at her eyebrow. She yeah, almost looks arch. like they've got her done up like – Cleopatra, right, right. You know, to where when you look at it after her face has aged, mm-hmm. she, that scene in Fatal Attraction, it's right when you think they're <laughs> he's he's scot free and the shit's about to hit the fan, but yeah. he, he comes up behind her and Ann Archer is sitting at her makeup table and she's just in a pair of panties and he comes up behind her and you see her stomach and her and she's so beautiful and sexy. <laughs> Here it's like they've got her hair. They must, it must have been the same people that did Linda Blair's hair in Exorcist <laughs> 2 because – now, you got to remember, products oh, – sure. every good product came in the 80s. In the sure. 70s, if you had naturally curly hair like a Linda Blair or probably Ann Archer, mm-hmm. I would say – those girls were having to blow, you know, they were putting all kinds of oil treatments yeah. and her hair is really silky and shiny. And I also love that she plays an art de- art dealer mm. on La Cienega, yeah. mm-hmm. which is fun if you're from L.A. because nothing's changed. It's yeah. still, you know, the same down there. And I love that she's also very um, – very hot, very Diane von Furstenberg yep. dressed. You know, mm-hmm. she's got the, she's like a, you know, she's traveled. She's, she's got a good little rock She's dress. very fashionable. Yeah. And, you know, they're high school sweethearts if we didn't say that. Right. And it's also funny because we get to see um, Sam Elliott's high school picture and he doesn't have the mustache. Oh and he Crazy. really is a nerdy, goofy looking dude yeah. without and that mustache. And it looks mustache. like they just took a high school photo from Sam Elliott. Yeah, too. yeah. I think they uh-huh. did that for most of the cast. I did. And I, loved, I yeah. loved that sequence yeah. where, and I almost want to like pause it because I want to look at mm-hmm. all of them, but they did that. I love that little montage where yeah. the, you see the name tag and it's their high school picture and then their face. I want to talk about the era of the movie because we're talking about the class reunion and the whole thing with mm-hmm. this movie. And like Scott said earlier on this, the plot is a little loosey goosey. We can explain the plot in two sentences, but the thing is at the end of the day, Rick, Ricky, lifeguard Rick, Rick, Rick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. lifeguard mm-hmm. Rick, He's got a fucking sweet life. Yeah. Yes. A life this. that yes. I would gladly He's have got now. A sweet fucking car. He's got a cool little pad. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has works cute little bachelor on pad. the beach. He's yeah. still in great shape. He's got a great mm-hmm. bod. He's like. 
banging. You know, can we talk about his little highlights because they did. The, have, oh, they, oh, yeah. they, they, they to had have. to do a little yeah. frost and tip, but he's yeah. got those little orange golden yeah, highlights so in his dark hair, and he just is so handsome and, and a, beautiful. And a job that he takes pretty seriously. Yeah, too. he's good at it, and he's, he's good really at it. Really good. But the well, but the thing is, it's it's the it's the mid seventies, mm-hmm. and these are all, for all intents and purposes, these are all boomers. We mm-hmm. get this one scene with his family where the dad's like, what are you going to do with your life? Your younger brother mm-hmm. is making 20 grand a year. His friend wants him to you go know, sell Porsches. The friend oh, is like, come to, come, yep. if you like, come sell Porsches with up. me, you're going to make 50 grand a year. You know, yeah, a car salesman. And he goes to the... He goes to the Reunion, and he starts kind of getting embarrassed about like they're like, "Oh, you look pretty tan." With it, you work outside, yeah. And at first, he's like, "Yeah," or are you in construction or something. He's like, "Oh, what?" And he starts making things up, and it's like we're going into the the eighties, which is all about upward mobility, yes. making money, yep. making mm-hmm. money. So this is the very beginning of that, but right? That's what I relate to as a yeah. drag queen and as an independent performer yeah. who, like I say. I I did the ho- the Hollywood shuffle mm-hmm. where I would you know and it's that weird thing of where when I showed up at the gate and you know when you would get the side you know you'd find out the I can't remember what they're even called the breakdowns mm-hmm. and you know you'd get them when you're not supposed to you know it's something privileged but actors have ways and <laughs> I remember I would drop drive to Warner Brothers high for ER you know. And it is such a hustle that can pay off, but also you you just get tired of that hustle. It's yeah. the same thing if you had a nine to five hustle, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And there's something like when he was going through that reunion and kind of not. That's how I feel as a drag queen when I have to go back home. Sometimes sure. it's yeah. like, what do you do? You like you were so, and it's like I don't even want to. I just want to say, you know, TV right. and right. and I do theater, or I'll just say, oh yeah, I do theater. You know, like plays, <laughs> or as my mother loved to call him, how's your little show? Going. How's your little show? It's Not just darling, mm-hmm. just darling, mama. Um, so yeah, you 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 know, the, and like I say, um, I was in New York for a while. And speaking of, you know, what a. Um, what a cat! No, he's not a cad. What, what do you call? Well, he's a man slut. He's a yeah. you know. He basically is just you know a you know he's an easy guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked in the fitness industry for thirty, and let me tell you, I've had. As many encounters, I, I'm sure I'm right up there with Wilt Chamberlain, Gene Simmons, Hulk Hogan. Trust me, I taught sometimes 22 classes a week, and it would be at Crunch, Vertical Club, Equinox, every naked pe- naked penises, and, you know, and guys on the fly. So you know what I mean. I get. I I, I kind of I get it. Yeah. You know, but there is. You know something about that that you're like other people just don't get your life. Yeah, don't. Yeah, they don't. The opportunities are there, but they're conditioned. And most people need to be. I've learned that most people need to be conditioned. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you know when you start looking at like. you know, because you know our when our rights are all you know, and men are still making decisions over women's bodies, and Mm -hmm. they can't even comprehend that they're two holes down there and they don't pee and deliver babies out, <laughs> out of, of the, the same, same hole. One. You know what I mean? Like seriously, yeah, like, they're no, dumb yeah. and, and, and they just let them yeah. get away with it. Like stupid. Le- My favorite was, ugh, again, I don't, but Lindsey Graham surrounded by all these South Carolina women talking about no abortions after it's like, what do you know? You closeted yeah. homosexual. <laughs> Good God. You know, just insane. Yeah. Yeah. So the seventies is 
the, you know, the fact, you know, and it's before AIDS, you know, and oh, it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. also yeah. another interesting thing is you saw no red, white, and blue because, you know, 70, 1976, yeah. they filmed it in 75 was about to happen. So it, it is kind of – because in Jaws, I do believe that you do see a lot of – There's some bunting. There is There's some yeah. bunting and stuff that you're like, oh, my God. Because I remember we you – know, Bicentennial. Bicentennial yeah. and everything Huge. at JCPenney's yeah. was red, white, and blue. Yeah. You, so there are some red, white, and blue Speedos. You know, when they – and I'm telling oh you, he looks damn good. Oh, my god! And, and I'm telling you, a tall, lanky yeah. guy like him oh, yeah. looks yeah. so much better in a Speedo because he looks like a – again, he's a swimmer. Yeah, yeah. But it is. It's like an Olympic swimmer, but more than like a body. He's just so yeah. – and that hairy chest of his, All these his, guys, guys in this movie, though, too, like just all the 70s beachgoers yeah. and those and like – helmet hair. It, those his, bodies, <laughs> the hair. His hair is, be- his hair is his beautiful is because yeah. his hair is actually – it's almost like they cut it because in the 80s right he yeah. always had really long hair oh yeah and movies mask, like shakedown yeah, yeah. oh for god yeah <laughs> we love mask mm-hmm. well he's, he's wonderful and they're both what they're both, good oh, yeah good. well and Such you know he's and what i loved about him getting nominated for an academy award mm-hmm. is i got to see Catherine ross which right? you yeah. never see Catherine ross anymore Catherine ross they have been married hun- this entire oh, look time. look did you just see me yeah. get chills i think i think about how many times they have had sex. <laughs> and I think of her... Wait, let me do her for you. He's sitting on the... Or maybe she... I, I can't remember. But I remember just him all big in his tux. And then she was just like a little... She's just like that little yeah. kitty cat and her beautiful strapless gown. Not a bit of work on her oh, face. Yeah. Yeah. That gorgeous long hair of hers. And just like... Uh huh. Oh. He's been mine, <laughs> talk, and he's still and mine. Talk about talk about when those two got together. Just Man. the peak of just beautiful oh. actors from the seventies. Oh. And you know, in the legacy. To, mm-hmm. uh, so anybody watching that loves horror or British horror. 1979, The Legacy, which was another oh, sure. staple okay. of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, it's about everyone's drawn to the British castle. We're going <laughs> to read the will, and then you're all going to die. It's basically like an Agatha Christie movie. Yeah. But they play the married couple, and he, of course, does... You know, he's always willing to show his butt <laughs> off, and his butt looks really beautiful oh in The Legacy. He also gets into a shower that then turns hot, and he winds up having to break the glass, so... Ah. He's also naked and, and broken glass and wet. <laughs> so, kind do you of ever see his butt pooping. in this movie? I think that you see a little cheek when he's getting out of the shower. Yeah, it's like the mm-hmm. weird thing. It's like again, he he presents himself like I say. He's got yeah. that stance that is so sexy because his legs are always, his feet are always apart, mm-hmm. and you always see the bottoms of his feet and, and his crotch. Yeah, and his <laughs> crotch, and you know sometimes he'll go into a lunge, and you yeah. can, uh, but you know he's got the little bikini panties Under, yeah. underneath the mm-hmm. shorts, which was the lining. You could always be yeah. safe, you know, that nothing was going to fall out in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to. Can we go back to Ann Archer? Something else that I kind of love about this period of women in Hollywood is that I always go back with her. She was pretty new back then, but I don't know if you guys, I know if you've seen it, the soups, 1978 Superman, the movie mm-hmm. auditions yep. for Lois Lane. And oh, she, sure. She okay. is one yeah. of, now if you've ever seen them, I forgot about those. I've I'll, seen I'll them. get yeah. chills yeah. again, but <laughs> From the first moment that Margot Kidder opens her mouth, you're just like, okay, she, it's her. Yeah. It's her. Done. It's yeah. her. 
Ann Archer. It's like it's Ann Archer. It's Stalker Channing. It's Deborah Raffin, who I also love, love Deborah Raffin. And I feel like there's one more I'm missing, but none of them are. They're all wrong. Sure. And, they didn't, and they didn't have that spark that Margot has. In the and role. that spunk. Yeah. And, and yeah. she really got it. But you're thinking, come on, it's just a news. Re- she's she's a news reporter. You know, I kind of go back to the Batman thing because I'm obsessed with with Sean Young. Oh and the God. reason mm-hmm. I just Love can't it. stand Bat the original Batman. Batman Returns is my shit, man. Yeah. The, I just love it. I don't like it because I don't buy Kim Bass. Cause she, and she came in late, but I just felt like Vicki Vale is a photojournalist, and I just think of Sean Young <laughs> with a camera, and mm-hmm. I feel like Sean Young would have been like a Lois Lane. Oh, doing it. She would have yeah. been like, I'm have- doing it. And all we have with Kim Basinger is the great Kim Basinger screen squeal, which I love, <laughs> yeah. but I like it more in... Um, that movie Nadine, oh, that sure. Robert Benton yeah. movie where the photographer, it's in the 60s or the 50s, and he's got the nude pictures of her, and she's yeah. just trying to get her nude pictures back, and then <laughs> she finds a dead body, and then she screams. I'm, yeah. ever, again, Kim, ba- oh. Have you ever seen the, I think, Sean Young does an interview for the, for the DVD for Batman. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like... Recalling, like she's talking about the horse riding, the she's, horse riding. She's like, yeah. and you there feel, was a, <laughs> and you feel so bad for her. Of yeah. that, like, there was a lot riding on this movie for a career, for her career yeah. and it didn't happen. But you know, it well, it is. It's one of those things where she was in that position at that time where I kind of like to. I, I almost feel like they cast her, and then they probably re- were like, sure, really, you know what I mean? Because yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Because if, if I've really studied a lot of her, you know, how she got the David Lynch movie and Dune and everything, mm-hmm. and it's well because, uh, my God, it, her first, she was almost Marion Ravenswood in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So yeah. she and Harrison Ford were kind of destined sure. or doomed yeah. to, to be together, <laughs> you know, and, and she didn't get that part. You know, yeah. I love if you've never seen the, uh, the footage of her and Tom Selleck, it might just be a photograph. I don't uh, know if there's have you heard the, man. have you heard the what story about alternate reality, so Maureen McCormick? <gasps> no. So Wait. Maureen McCormick tells a story that she went to go read for Marion Ravenwood. And I think she went in high. And, just, oh like, yeah! Out of her mind. Did you ever read? <laughs> wait, did you ever read her book? I have we, not. We oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, I think really? she. I think she tells that story. Yeah, in the book. In the book. Maybe or, she I did. Maybe I forgot. I don't. I don't I, but the thing that I took away, I was. I grew up on the. Listen, I mean, Brady Bunch, yeah. Gilligan's Island, uh, and the Little Rascals. Jam Brady. Yeah. Those. Those are my. Those are my after school shows. Yeah. And, and they're like they're they're my heart. Um, but when I was reading Maureen McCormick's book, <laughs> she was wildly addicted to cocaine. Yeah. Now, remember, 79, she was in Skate Town, USA. So by the time Raiders is coming out in 81, yeah. she's still in the mix. Yeah. But it's like, you, mm-hmm. you know, she was doing like, she did a Roger Corman movie with Claudia Jennings mm-hmm. and a Sandy Howard film. Oh, but yeah. she's, this is what she said about cocaine. Which which I love, <laughs> and thank I'm a stoner, but thank you know thank God I've never really gotten yeah. into hard drugs. But she said, "Here's here's how I was with cocaine. If someone, it didn't matter if someone brought over a, the smallest amount or a pound of it, I wasn't leaving the house until it was all 
gone. <laughs> and that's that's a serious. I mean, yeah. so yeah, hiding and not. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. But could oh you imagine God. like an alternate reality where? Marie McCormick was Marion. Oh, please, please. <laughs> and there was, oh, th- there's just, there's so many, uh, you know, of them like, what if? Imagine yeah. if Deborah Winger would have actually done um, A League of Their Own. Yep. Yeah. As, yeah. you know, l- l- the Lori Petty about part it. and everything. We talked about you know? that on the show. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that movie will make you gay. That movie's, <laughs> that was my favorite movie of that year. She couldn't stand Madonna. Wasn't going to do it. it. Just yep. was, you know, all over the sheltering sky. And, and now look and look at Madonna now and look at Deborah <laughs> Winger now. I think I'd rather fuck Deborah Winger. Oh, my look, God. I, I'm a Black Widow, Teresa, and also Urban Cowboy. Her is sissy. Oh, just yeah. love, love, love. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Ann Archer, I, I, she really, and, you know, and she went through other kind of odd she lingered for ten fucking yeah. years yeah. until, and then Academy Award nomination for Fatal Attraction. So, yeah, I think that's wild. Um, there's really, um, yeah, just Parker Stevenson, and he kind of Parker Stevenson in that hair, that what hair. <laughs> oh my god! And you know he's got I mesmerizing. Always, pe- people are like, you know, he's. I was never attracted to him or Sean Casty. His eyes Not are a Sean. little too close. No. His cute. eyes are a little His <laughs> eyes are too close together. They're a little okay. close together, okay. you know. Also, he got um, to be married to He got to be married to Peak Kirstie Alley. Alley. Yes. <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine imagine that. Now, you know, I was uh like I say Sam Ellie, I I was attracted to Sam Ellie. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think I was attracted to John Travolta. It's so, been great like, talking about I Lifeguard. Wanna, I want to talk a little bit though about, you know, this movie first starts and the look of it, it's you know, it's 1976. You get the hippy dippy track. That's the beach. Yeah, Torrance. it's just yep. tor- it's down the South Bay. And you you're know. thinking how they had that one location. There's only where he drives around. That's your yeah. only Man, other location. Could you imagine just like I mean, did you spend any time in in California in the 70s at all? No, no, no. Okay, like yeah. you were. I uh, we vacationed at the Redneck Riviera <laughs> and, uh, and Panama City Beach, but Florida. Just like. Probably just how easy and chill it was just to drive to the fucking beach in the seventies. Oh, it's amazing. like now when I drive to like uh Roy- like Rogers Beach in yeah. Santa Monica, it's like you're not gonna be home for like ninety no. minutes driving home. No. Parking, it's just like I would I would almost yeah. because I take public transportation now, I would take the bus. Yeah. Because to me you wouldn't have to number one, you don't have to engage because yeah. you know there's the bus is going to go where the bus goes. <laughs> you have no say so. Yeah. That's why, because I, I, I was getting, ru- listen, I had some instances, you know, I was shot at one time. Oh, my God. oh by a dude on a Harley where, oh, it was insane. Wow. So I feel you. Yeah. It must have been wonderful. And yeah. you smoke a joint. Mm-hmm. He, just, ro- he rolls up to the, I mean, granted, I'm sure his shift starts at sunrise. Very, very early. Very early. Yeah, early. yeah. So he had good parking. Yeah, because he had those, the parking lot was empty. Could leave your top leaves. down. Yeah. <laughs> I did look up his car. It is a 1960. 68 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. Stingray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Friend of mine had one. Cherried out. Yeah. I mean, just amazing. So it reminds me of a film that could possibly be found on the internet called Pleasure Beach, starring uh, Michael Christopher. This is a 
pornographic oh, a porn- movie. I was going to yeah. say, I've never heard of Pleasure Beach. <laughs> but I was just like, oh my God, this looks like Pleasure Beach. It's just these yeah. two lifeguards sitting at the lifeguard yep. station. T- Pleasure Beach was shot yeah. on um, Catalina, Catalina, right? Yeah. 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 So, when, But it has that same opening oh, you where know, it's just shots it, of the beach. You know they totally <laughs> ripped it off. they ripped it off. Because yeah. he looks like Richard Locke from like the yeah. <laughs> El Paso Wrecking Company. And Kansas City mining, you know, those truck driver movies. Yep. So they just replaced him, yeah, you know, with absolutely. a. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get someone. Because Michael Christopher does kind of look like a Parker Stevenson because yes, he's yeah. kind mm-hmm. of got the weird blue the, eyes. Yeah. But then he's, I always say my favorite porn stars, you know, the one, the one thing that would keep them, I say, from a legit Hollywood career is their little fucked up nose. <laughs> yeah. And he's got, look at his little turned up nose. <laughs> he does it's have a such little, oh, a yeah, cute he's... nose. But of course, if you look at people's noses trying to judge dick size, <laughs> uh, that would be uh, someone who does not follow the, if you have a short nose, you have a short dick. Because oh he had a huge penis. And he's got that shaggy haircut, that yeah. 70s shag mm-hmm. that kind of looks well, a little and, like and Parker. He looks like he's been wearing a cap. You know what I mean? He's got yeah. naturally curly hair, but yeah. it looks like he's That's had just, a cap yeah, on yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I just love that this movie just... It's very leisurely paced. The soundtrack is upbeat. I was going to say, because when you were talking about plotline, yeah. it, it plays to me even though it, it's a day in the summer. Yeah. You know, I always love a day in the life movie where there's not a lot of plot, but yeah. I'm happy hanging with these people. Yeah. And also, if you're someone like me, again, when you have, I, I don't want to say voyeuristic, but obviously right. there's something because my drag, my character, when I perform on stage, I don't enter. At different nightclubs, I'll mm-hmm. interact and I'll mm-hmm. speak. But when I'm creating a show, I don't ever speak. And I always want the audience to be the voyeur sure. as if you could have paid because a lot of my shows are shows within a show. And right. I usually play a flash dancer because my shows are based around dance mm-hmm. comedy and not jokes or anything. But I also like to think that you're also not supposed to be there when yeah. you're watching my show. And to me... Those are the fans, you know, like I had one guy in Provincetown see my show. And again, Provincetown now in the summer is like Lollapalooza for drag queens because <laughs> it's it's all of them. Yeah. And they're all there. Yeah. And this one photographer friend of mine, he came and he... He, uh, he shot a slow motion video of me as Olivia Newton-John as Barbarella. <laughs> and he wrote, don't you ever just want to come to a show and sit back and relax and just watch. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And I think that's why this film is so easy to watch yeah. because yeah. you're people watching, you're watching the be I love the whole scene where there is a man oh, exposing oh my God. himself and they're so casual <laughs> about it. Now, imagine today. Yeah. Imagine if there were ki- Oh my God. Oh like, my God. It feels like shot. Sam Elliott gets this like oh, the, of course he does because it's on the beach and you're in those week. public please. Yep. And then the fat woman comes out and she goes, "There is a man in the women's." <laughs> I was me. standing right here naked. naked. <laughs> 
And I looked over and I saw, and then of course you see that there are now all these young girls yeah, in the yeah. bathroom. They're like, "What's going on?" And the and there are these two feet. Hey, <laughs> this is. And then of course the pervert has the, he has a brilliant. Oh, I love no, it. this is a stakeout. I'm it's a stakeout. <laughs> I don't have a badge. Yep. Where I'm undercover. Don't blow okay. my cover. <laughs> Do you want to ruin this podcast by? Would you like me to tell you a very creepy story that Alexis Arcat told me once? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, beyond absolutely. creepy. <laughs> But it has to do with the public restroom down on Venice Beach. Okay. In the 70s because um, – so uh, Alexis kind of – you know, if you're a performer and you do drag and everything, even though I only started drag legitimately about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Somehow I'm a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Just means I'm old. Um, but I was – we were around each other and uh, we were talking about – oh, God – the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, right. the serial, uh-huh. who yeah. just terrifying, yeah, terrifying, yeah. Yeah. terrifying. As soon as he if he opens up that mouth and you oh, see those teeth, God. Yeah. because yep. sometimes when you look at him, he's hot, like, and then yeah. you're like, cute. no, and no, no, mouth and no, like, he no. is Satan incarnate because he's got those those eyes, but he had that beautiful dark. And they also say like he had overwhelmingly. Uh, I, I don't want to say toxic because sometimes body odor is hot. Oh, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, you know, right. could you imagine? I would, like, I would have been smelling Sam like, Elliott's pits. <laughs> like, can I smell your pits, Rick? Easy, easy. Like, there was something biologically wrong. Wrong. Yeah. And when he was, you know, about to do his thing, you can only imagine yeah. how you turned on he must have gotten as a serial killer. Yeah. You know, what breaking into people's, you know, and like, do you smell something? Like, oh, my God! <laughs> Run! Well, Alexis told me that he goes, I saw that guy. It was something like, we were talking about Richard Ramirez and I was talking, he goes, I had an encounter with him. (gasps) And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, wait a minute. Because immediately I started like that. I was like, no, no, wait a minute. Stop. (laughs) And he goes, I'm not kidding you. He goes, I was probably like, it was like he was seven years old or something and we were changing clothes. They had gone to the beach and his kids, they had run in there to put their swimsuits on or something like that. And he goes, and I looked into the, like the handicapped stall and he said, there was a guy in there and he was jacking off. And he said, I remember when he came, you know, it went, it exploded like all over the wall as he told it. And he goes... And I, I believe it to this day. It was Richard Ramirez. He goes, because when I saw him and when they caught him, he goes, he I knew said, the face. That's that guy. Because yeah. you don't forget a face like yeah, that. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, you are, you are just trying yeah. to put something in my head <laughs> that now I'm going to start thinking about oh and it's going to fucking disturb me. And he goes, I'm being serious. So. That's I, crazy because I, it just creeps me out. Everybody who lives in L.A. or grew up in L.A., everybody knows somebody that it's like, oh, well, my uncle lived in the building across <laughs> oh, the street. Yeah. Or, I mean, when you, watch you know. that, when you watch that documentary on Netflix, it's just like, oh, this is just surrounding where we're living right now. Oh, oh yeah. that was wild. All that of these houses. Here. But everybody ah. everybody has a story of somebody lived close by or that's their somebody, or whatever. Somebody's friend knew but it's one never, of the but it's never, victims. Yeah. I saw him jerking off in the... Public rest? No, no, only you know, only like your your gay friend, yeah. you know, your gay friend, yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, but then you go like the, you know the Arkans, they're an LA family, yeah, yeah, it's very like, well, I could totally been see the, a thing, and you know that's a story. Like, what that, are we going to do with all these fucking kids? They're like sick, you know, Rosanna. Well, Rosanna was already working. Patricia, you know, yeah. Patricia, David, Redmond, elect. Well, they're four, yeah. five total. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's it's a it's a it's a it's a summer because you know it starts out where you meet um, you meet uh, Kathleen Quinlan and she's yeah. from San Diego yeah. and she's having a time with her parents, you know, because mm-hmm. she's seven, 16 or seventeen, as she says. After they they first say, oh, she's probably fifteen or sixteen, and she goes, I'm seventeen. Yeah, and it's like oh great, now you now Sam Elliott can fuck him and yeah. you know we can <laughs> go Elliott, home in a good mood. But yet Sam Elliott is one of those like cool guys that he's doing he was gentle he's doing her a service <laughs> yeah I let mean, me pop you your don't cherry really, darling you don't really question it well, you know, oh good gosh. for her. Could you imagine? <laughs> know, right. Well, but you know, I have to say, like back when I was with uh, my comedy group, the Nelly Olsons, we, oh, you know, and to this day, I, I, I've always wanted to get a cruise ship booking until COVID, and then you're like, "Fuck those yeah. things! I'm not about to." <laughs> well, we in our you know, 25 year career got one booking on a cruise ship, and my my. Analogy is fucking having Sam Elliott as the lifeguard take your virginity <laughs> was like this cruise ship. It was the maiden voyage. Ah. It was the serenade of the seas, which was like a 10-story ship. And we had pulled into port in St. Thomas. And my girlfriend, Nora, and I were looking over the railing at another cruise ship. And there was this old woman in a bikini laying out on her balcony. (laughs) And the balcony was rusted out. And she looked at me and she goes, we should have started out on that ship. Because now everything is going to be a downgrade. Great. Yeah. So I have a feeling that you know her character Wendy is probably oh, yeah. still you know yeah. she fucked every boy her senior year and is just like I got to get back to the, tor- the Torrance mm-hmm. Beach. She should see if Rick is still there. She should have started off with old machine gun. Oh God, man! <laughs> I mean, give, really, give machine gun some practice. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. The idea that the, the these boys are just running around the beach and like, I, but I, of women, course they are. Yeah. What yeah. else were you going to do yeah. back if then except try the and get your rocks off? Yeah. You know, or peep people on the girl. You know, <laughs> but you know the other thing that rang true about this film, and I was also talking because um I do a thing at Akbar mm-hmm. the last Sunday of every month called Soundtrack Sundays where mm-hmm. I take a different film soundtrack and I create. Just live numbers. And yeah. sometimes it comes out like a show and sometimes it's just off the wall. But we did Foxes. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done Foxes. I would love have to have do Foxes. Yeah, Foxes. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Yeah. Right, we haven't yeah. done it yet. Foxes is great. I don't know who it would make gay. But <laughs> the girls are fabulous. But they they noted it as the f- the second Teen, first like teen angst movie. Oh, sure. The first being Over the Edge, which is the great, but it's a Canadian film, Over the Edge, with Matt Dillon. And okay. uh, yep. I think Vincent Spano is in that. But that's a Canadian film. And, and also in indie, Foxes would have been your first studio. And then you got like Fast Times at Ridgemont High and yeah. then John Hughes. Yeah, sure. You know, but before that, there were also the teen sex, which life, but Lifeguard plays like even though it's about this older man, yeah. you still get some teen angst on there because he's got Parker Stevenson and they're doing shenanigans on the beach. Yeah. And again, it's something to where like when you look at the nudity in this PJ rated movie and then you went all those movies like Porky's or Hard Bodies or Spring Break or I loved one called California Dreaming with Glennis O'Connor and Dennis Christopher, okay. which has never been released because I think it was an entire Beach Boys soundtrack. Oh, yeah. um, it's also, we should note that Paul Williams yep, wrote the he, theme song. He did song. the main song. Yep. And what what is the song by the girl that is the romance, the love theme? I always think of the song from, the, from the prom scene at Carrie. 
Oh, yes, yes. yes. I mean, well, <laughs> it just has that very hippy-dippy 70s, well, like... Yeah. The Paul Williams song was reminding me of mm-hmm. something, too. Um, and I can't remember, but there was, like, a chord progression in there. I was like, this sounds like something, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, interesting, because, you know, he was the go-to guy. He had just done Phantom of Paradise mm-hmm. and then was about to do Star is Born. Paul Williams' career is wild. Because it's phenomenal. never... And then yeah. Smokey and the Bandit movies. Yeah, I was going to say he's in Smokey Ew. and the Bandit. But, like, ever since then, it's like, can you imagine... Somebody a, that looks like Paul Williams. A romantic lead yeah. in <laughs> Phantom. No wonder it wasn't a success, guy. Paul Williams is this weird <laughs> sex symbol of the 70s. Come on. <laughs> Tiny. Well, you know, I have this one poster of Phantom of the Paradise, which I, I do really love because Paul Williams is, you know, it's mostly the Phantom and he's yeah. got the keyboard and then he's got the girl that's not Jessica Harper that some artist just drew, <laughs> some random girl, which bothers me because she's yeah, also in that. an outfit mm-hmm. that does not appear but if you look down at the very bottom in the center is the tiniest little <laughs> Paul Williams and he's in a tux and tails and it's a it's those oh the posters God. are brilliant for yeah, that movie. Yeah. Um I hate that you just reminded me of the the Valley Girl poster. Oh, uh, I just had her. it on my phone. It's, it's not her, it's not her it's at not all. Her. It's really not. It's it's I don't know who she is, but uh I, we, it looks more like Barbara Cray. We decided that it's like a girl that he meets at the punk bar. Yeah. There's another weird thing. There was, uh, you, like, know, is it you know, the roller derby movie called Unholy Rollers, oh. which is Claudia Jennings, which is actually a little better than Kansas City Bomber. If okay. We're Kansas with, City Bombers was kind of hard to Kansas hard City to Bomber with, with, like, with uh, Raquel Welch. Raquel right? Welch. Yeah. She's good. I like Mrs. Chancellor from Young and the Restless oh. as the coach. Gene <laughs> yeah. Cooper, Corbin Burnson's mom. I like, um, oh, wow. I like her. Yeah. I like her houseboat that she lives in. Oh, and I was going to say, Obsessed. do we? Speaking of, do we ever? We don't ever really get a sense of where Sam Elliott's apartment where he is. Lives. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We don't get an exterior, yeah. you know, or anything. I mean, so probably. I was gonna, just really quick. I was going to say the other thing, like comparing my life to his life <laughs> as a as kind of a single adult man. He had lots of books. That's he had, what I saw. You know, yeah. and I looked at his apartment. I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's a small apartment, but it's kind of like it's my funny, apartment. Yeah. It's like he's got, you know, he's not a dumbass. He's no, got yeah. shit that he he's had into. books there. He had." His fake plants uh, and, and lots of, mm-hmm. and, but the thing that that said teenager where it's like were all the posters that, that were endless all summer up. poster. Uh, it's yep. so good. Mm-hmm. I just and they were neatly arranged. Like he really appreciated. Yeah. He liked his posters. There was and, another one that looked kind of psychedelic. I was like, what is it? Black it's, light. You know, it was a black light poster. Uh, there was a, a movie called Liquid Space, and it was a surfing documentary. Oh, and that was there, cool. and it's a very like psychedelic, like, yeah, cool looking poster. I was like, what is that? Man. And I found out. It's, uh, and what's that famous? 70s. Speaking of hot surfers, you know Laird Hamilton. Have you there, ever yeah. gotten a gander at him? <laughs> oh yeah, God. And you know one of the Van Patten boys is plays one of the surfers. Oh, he's got okay. a credit in okay. Lifeguard also. Okay, which I always say if if anyone's fans of Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills, you know mm-hmm. they or that franchise, they always t- you know Kyle Richards is on it from yeah, Lindsay yeah. from mm-hmm. Watcher. We're, we're the just Wood. watching tonight's episode before you came. Oh, how yeah. wonderful! Yeah. Well, do not tell me because I've got the double, okay. the never before seen all queued up. Uh, Wednesday is a big night, which I love that we're here because that means I get to stay up to three o'clock watching all my stories. But you can fast forward the commercials. But I wanted to say, seventies <laughs> uh, Van, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Van Patten, whether it's Dick, Nels, <laughs> Joyce. Uh, 
uh, um, Vincent or oh uh, the God. one that's in here yeah. who was on White Shadow. I can't remember. Oh, okay. He um, was in the White Yeah. But, you know, I miss I miss Eileen Davidson because Eileen Davidson of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is married to Vincent Van Patten. Oh. And people like to fawn over Mar- Kyle's husband, Maurizio, was the hottest guy. And I go, no, ma'am. He is the second. <laughs> because let me tell you something. There are two blonde surfer guys from the 70s who showed up on Real Housewives, uh, you know, randomly and are drop-dead gorgeous. And one's Vince Van Patten and the other one is freaking Jimmy McNichol. My God. He looks... Talk about lifeguard like when you... You know what I mean? When you just think about like, hey, what have you been doing other than maybe smoking pot, (laughs) drinking... Jimmy showed up with Kim Richards, you know, because when she was on the show, sure. and oh, yeah. it was at it was at an autograph convention, and Jimmy was in like a suit, you know, kind of a ill fitting suit, but he just looked so and damn Ill-fix. good. He looked so good. <laughs> hey, well, oh well, yeah, like well, he, I mean, he would have gone way back with yeah. with Kim. Oh yeah, if he was yeah. a, a child star in the seventies. Again, mm-hmm. they would have all been up for the. Parker, they would, you know, speaking of, you know, when I said I didn't like Parker or Sean Cassidy, <laughs> you know who I loved. I was Nancy Drew, honey. Oh, yeah. So I didn't notice the boys because I was too busy noticing <laughs> Pamela Sue Martin, who I love from Poseidon. Her and- tearaway skirt. And oh, Poseidon her reveal. The we, best. we die at that honey. reveal. We talked a little bit about the, um, the triathlon. What was Oh, my God, yeah. that thing. Okay, I was going to say, speaking of, you know, because there are several <laughs> scenes where he does have to save someone, yeah. and he's, he does it, every, and I really think it's so hot. He When he has to run oh, in there, flying. and he runs, because the thing about that beach also is it was shallow. The whole tide. The yeah. whole tide. So he yep. had to run out, but then when he dives, he would always do those two Big, yep. big he would, butterfly he would strokes, his, his and then he would just do yep. the swim, the regular yeah. swimmer's crawl. He looked like he, he was doing it right. Like oh yeah, whatever he yep. was yeah. doing. That's what life. But that's what I was going to say yeah. about him. To circle back to you know why he wouldn't have been nominated for awards. He's still into that character. Like I say, sure. The fact that he was not wearing shoes yeah. anywhere, maybe that was just Sam Elliott because I could see Sam Elliott also as being that just guy. Walking around but to me, that's yeah. like you, you know, your character. Yeah, yeah. and also. If you're going to play a lifeguard, you better look like – and he looked like he knew what he was well, doing. Yeah. What I was reading is that Sam, El- Sam Elliott's parents were lifeguard and he had oh. also worked as a lifeguard. Oh, well, then Which makes totally sense. makes sense yeah. of just why this – Yeah, that's a shoe-in. Why this me, just feels so authentic. Let me say this. And I don't know how many seasons of Baywatch, they always carried that red yes. thing. What did they actually do they with it? They never showed anybody get saved with it. In this movie, like three people that – You, you saw like how you could use it to, to it. defend yourself? Yes. How I love when he came out there and was pissed as hell at Kathleen Quinlan for swimming way the fuck yeah. out there. You know, when he just said, hold on to this and kick your feet. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. wearing the old guy out, girl. Yeah. It's you're, like, come you're on. You're helping me get your ass to shore. And then and he I, saves the one guy who was like, well, fuck you. Yeah, I fuck you. Said. I was fine. And he's like, like well, no, then why'd weren't. you grab the float? I know. Like, he's so like, why'd you grab the float? And so then he had like, to save his friend by, like, hit him. And he, he was like, told Parker Stevens, he was like, don't ever leave yeah. without this because you might need it to defend yourself to you save know? little machine gun but we have that. speaking of baywatch <laughs> since you brought it up yeah. you know there was one and, and there was only one guy i never watched an episode but there was one guy that i was so 
in love with on Baywatch, mm. and it wasn't any of the leads. Okay. It was Numi, who was really the Sam Elliott guy. Okay. He was that one. Oh, he, he look had up, the mustache. He was older. He yeah. bald with oh, the yeah. mustache. Body. He had an awesome body. Oh my god, he's he so looked fit, just like Sam. And he was a big yeah. guy with like sexy feet, you know. And he, he was kind of balding. Oh yeah, he was totally bald. Kind of bald, yeah. Totally but, bald. Like, I didn't care. So What's his name hot. again? Knew me on the show. N e w m i e. He was on like the first first seasons. Or yeah, I think he was on for a, for a few a, seasons. Yeah, a good minute on Baywatch. Yeah, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. And I too was like, I was never a Hasselhoff guy because Hasselhoff no. looked weird mm-hmm. to me. He had the skinny same, legs. Oh the yeah, yeah. chest. Knew me. Yeah. Knew me can Numi's get it. Gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, this movie is filled with with gorgeous dudes. I was talk- trying to talk about that race scene where they're all just like, where they're all in the speedos. So, yep. so much of the little side, like vignettes of him mm-hmm. saving the kids mm-hmm. and that's the mom the is just, that's the script. Yeah. yeah. They, they store, all they had to do was they presented an outline Yeah, and they were like, if we can get, and I bet you anything, they, maybe they had Sam, you know, maybe he had a contract with parent. We should go and look at who was releasing his films at yeah. the time. Um, because Catherine was in like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance, and I don't know what year they married, mm-hmm. you know, or how if they were ever a package deal. But you know, Catherine Ross goes back to like oh, yeah. gang- she's in a Curtis Herring. I'm a huge Curtis Harrington fan, <laughs> but I'm trying to remember, you know, to 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 um, you know, when the movie wraps up, you know, he decides he doesn't want to sell Porsches. Yeah, he's not. We, we don't know if he's going with Ann Archer, but yeah, he doesn't that, really leave that kind of ambiguous. Doesn't really well, look like it. He because the the Porsche dealer friend says to him, like, you know, are you gonna you're giving up a lot? He makes it like he really wants him yeah. because he's like, oh, well, then you can start earlier. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to start he, at all. And he tells him, you're giving up a lot with this opportunity. And he's like, I thinking I'm I'm giving up more than yeah my sanity, yeah. you know. But my I think soul. he thinks that if he doesn't take the job, then Ann Archer's not sure. gonna oh of course want him yeah. to move in. Yeah, she yeah mm-hmm. she's look she she doesn't want Rick the they have that scene at the li- thing she doesn't where want Rick the lifeguard she, she wants Rick the, the, the yeah. poor salesman yeah. right well, I love that scene where he goes into her work well, it's just again it's that yeah. thing it's and like, he yells at that thing you, <laughs> yes yeah. it's like uh, listen dude this is how she makes her money yeah, yeah. off of having to suffer guys yeah. like this you have to suffer them because. He's going to hang it up over his bed or his sofa, <laughs> and he's going to want it six inches to the left or yeah. six inches to the right. And it's like he – Sam Elliott, again, it, we see that he reads, and you know we don't know what or if they're art books yeah, or yeah. surfing mm-hmm. books or mechanic books or what they are. But you know he – He's just not going to be able to deal with her. And he also isn't the type that's, oh, come on. Could you could you just imagine Sam Elliott at an art opening? He doesn't want yeah. to be there. No, he's not, he wants yeah, to go yeah. home with Catherine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, he's cool, like, giving the kids swimming lessons and having sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, on the, I was, thank I mean, you for bringing that up. I mean, talk about somebody. I love that I mean, scene where he's, he's yeah. in the pool. And I'm just going, honey... Let him do what he does, yeah. and you go make the money at the art gallery. <laughs> He'll take. He, I was you know going to say, I mean? kind come of on. the ideal stay-at-home I, dad. Come yeah. on, mm-hmm. yeah. That would be the ideal '70s California life is to yeah. have a gorgeous woman like Ann Archer who works at a gallery. Yeah, you know, she, it's like to me if they were 
if they happen to live in, say, Santa Monica or Culver City, that's great because yeah. he's coming from Torrance. <laughs> She's coming from yeah. uh, West Hollywood. Yeah. It's perfect. Right in the middle. It's perfect. Or he could come pick her. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. he could come pick her up but at it's sundown. That, it's and- that thing with how he was feeling at the reunion and it's that thing where during the race – how he was like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna anchor the relay race, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, Parker Stevenson like swims on his college team, and yeah. he's like, well, that idiot didn't tell me that he's he should be anchor, obviously, mm-hmm. and then he's like slows them all down, he puts them in last place, yes, yeah. yes, you know, and so this is where he's just like, oh, I'm getting up there. This is very dated. I feel like. Nowadays, you know, 15 year anniversary sounds like a lot, but I feel like in 1976, being 30, I mean, listen, it's a miracle he wasn't a chain smoker. Exactly. Yeah. He also has that. There's also, there's, it's important in that scene where he's, you know, he's choking on the water. Yeah. And of course, with the worst timing as we all had at her age, she's (laughs) Kathleen Quinlan's character is just trying to make, she goes, good job, put her there. (laughs) And, that's that moment where you're going, please don't, like, which, yeah, which no. I yeah. would. I would yeah. have been like, fuck yeah. off. Just, and then again, would have broken that girl's heart mm-hmm. and she would be still thinking about when the lifeguard told her to fuck off yeah, 30 yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah, 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 and totally. he doesn't do it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, pick up the cues. Now's not the time. Yeah. This guy, it's, it's really you yeah. know, kind of sad. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting how times like i don't know just like the, what was culturally what was, what was 33 years old like as opposed to 33 year old yeah 33 year olds now yeah back well in the okay 70s. yeah but okay remember how everyone was like oh my god all the people in greece are playing high school students and they're yeah. in their 30s well high school students when i would look at my they mom's yearbook like they, they looked, looked like they were mm-hmm. in their 30s <laughs> because the women just had this sharp red lipstick the severe brow yeah and these again there were no hair products <laughs> to make you look, you know, unless you were a Hollywood movie star and yeah. you saw what they went through, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like you say, in the 70s, you know, now they're looking back in the 80s and now they're saying that, you know, all of us look like we're in our 30s. And it's just it's just yeah. because, you know, now you can color your hair pink and blue <laughs> and no one gives a second glance. Yeah. The other thing that I identify with that character, and here's why I think... You know, and it's my excuse for you maybe not getting in pursuing relationships or someone to settle down with or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm comfortable being alone and I'm comfortable with my stuff. And I feel like he's lived his loner life. Again, like I say, a loner life like in the fitness industry is not alone. You have lots of and it's <laughs> yeah. they're fun and like i say he's screwing all these people and so he he gets nurtured yeah you know is he going to be totally happy well with himself yeah but you can't compare his life because mm-hmm. a lot of people just again they've conditioned themselves well, like nope i want a family i want a kid and it's yeah. like not everyone was meant to have kids yeah but i i just think it's uh it was very interesting watching the movie because i think Rick is presented as this person that is just living on the fringe. Yeah. You know, he's just not like your typical guy. He's he's giving up 
this life that anybody would like jump at the chance to get. And I feel like now today's sensibilities, more people are apt to do something that they love Mm -hmm. over the father saying, I've worked at this company for 25 years and I'm this close to getting canned, losing my pension. What the fuck for? I don't know anybody that's worked anywhere for 25 years anymore. That's well, not like our parents. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's also the thing is like, you know, he had that scene where he's jogging with his boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like yeah, he boss, can't yeah. age out. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, he's a trustworthy guy and he's been loyal and he says his money is fine. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see why it's like, you know, they have to have, you know, desk jobs or business. Yeah, exactly. Where he even you have said to go he's around. Pretty good. And, and he like, even exactly. said, yeah. and he even said when he was uh, doing his interview with the poison with the Porsche dealer that he like, he talks to more people out on the beach and just makes more connections than yeah. any of them do yeah. selling like fucking yeah. hawking fucking Porsches. Yeah. And there's and, also a lot. There's yeah. also that little kind of, I don't know. It's almost like a little tea bag that, that drifts <laughs> in the beginning in the middle of the end. And it's the old guy jogging. Yes. On the yeah. beach. Yes. Yep. Love. And yeah. he kind of is just like, you know, you're still going to do that. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this as long as I can do it. Yeah. And hopefully when I can't do it is because I've died, you know? <laughs> and I, 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 you know, again, I, uh, uh, you know, I was having, like I say, my dad uh, passed several years ago and we have to figure out what to do with my mom. And, you know, we're Irish. So I, I'm like, she's going to live to 100. <laughs> she's 91 now. And we just like, you know, she's not going to be around. And I'm going, she is going to be around for at least another 10 years, guys. Yeah. Um, she can still inflict a lot of fucking pain in the last 10 years. And um, yeah, so it's like, I think about that mortality and I think, you know, I still would have changed anything. You know, yeah. I have no mm-hmm. savings. Yeah. I also, my brother also is someone who's like, he has a he was vice president of a building construction firm in Houston, Texas. He had a huge house, immediately got transferred. They built it, ground up. Yeah. Immediately got transferred to San Antonio, had to sell the house. Luckily, they sold it with it. But, you know, he's basically like... I'm starting over from scratch yeah, again, yeah. and all I care about is the grandkids I have now. And he's like, John, you know, he's like, what are you, I'm sorry, Connie, what are you <laughs> doing? You know, do you have anything? And I'm like, no, I have nothing <laughs> saved. I'm waiting for, you know, mom to die and, just, you know, <laughs> solve our problems. Um, you know, but it, it's just that thing of like, I don't – I can't even wrap my head around the future yeah. because I've always taken life day by day. I have things to look forward to and I love creating and stuff and that makes me mm-hmm. happy. Those are my children. You know, yeah, that's my yeah. family or my shows and everything, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just – I identify with him. He's a loner. He, You know, he – you know. I was going to say that Sam Elliott's character – really speaks to kind of just the lives of gay men in the 70s in probably Los Angeles. Is yes. that like yeah. the family was not really on the table. I mean, you could have relationships and have a steady boyfriend, but for the most part you just like and people looked you, down, down you had, on you. You yeah, had fun that. and chose you to had do. fun and mm-hmm. fucked around. Yeah. And yeah. you just really appreciated just kind of being 
at that time separate from your family mm-hmm. and yeah. just doing your own thing. Yeah. Well, and discovering yourself. Yeah. You know, that was my yeah, my course. thing is when I first got out of college because I went to a Southern Baptist college. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, my best girlfriend and I were always like, we're going to move to New York. We're going to rock band and we're going to do it. <laughs> and I found myself in Dallas, Texas for a few years. And then I got a call out of the blue. She's like, are you ever going to move to New York? We, you know, do you still want to do that? And I'm like, I do. I do. And it was just like, you get lost because it's like, yeah. I have to figure out who the hell, like, mm-hmm. are you really get, you know, are you really not, you're not going to get married. You're not doing, <laughs> you know, because, you know, down, I mean, all, you know, every time you come home, it's like, have you got a girlfriend? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. shut, shut the fuck up. Can we stop this facade? <laughs> and that's, a, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, yeah. you know, that fakery yeah. that we have to put on to make other people comfortable. It's exhausting. So I think that's also that it is such a weight off of a, a gay person's shoulders if you're from a family you know, like certain families that that we're from that are conservative and just didn't know any gay people. So they yeah. can't, they can't imagine you ever having a positive life, mm-hmm. you know, or a, or a decent life or, or you're not somehow weird in some way, which is, you know, it's so odd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say one other thing that I noticed about watching the movie. So, you know, I noticed when the flight attendant walks through the door, you know, he's just come back from, lifeguarding yeah. all day and uh you know they kiss a little bit you know and then she kicks off her shoes and she's like i feel like i've been you know like on a she's, she's like for the past week yeah and she's like i'm gonna take a shower so she gets in the shower to shower off and then he kind of pops her on the ass and yeah. then they, she doesn't really get to shower he never took a shower no so that first sex scene <laughs> she kind of got a shower because she's the dirty flight attendant yeah mm-hmm. And then he was. He's up, got a whole know, day at the beach. Whole on. Oh, day yeah. at the beach. Yep. <laughs> can you imagine how gritty and sandy? I mean, yeah. again, also I can only imagine yeah, how delicious he yeah. tasted because he'd be salty. You know, who knew we were gonna eat? You know, seaweed. Those seaweed snacks, oh and I'm God. like, ah, oh, you know. And he's like exfoliating her with all the sand oh, that's and the left bed. On can you imagine oh the sand and the folds <laughs> of the sheets on the bed? <laughs> Too much, oh, man. I do want to go and check out her playmate of the year. Yeah, I was the, looking yeah, at. I was. I was her. googling photos of it, and yeah, it was pretty okay. incredible. Yeah, okay. I bet mm-hmm. she probably was still with the big, yep. big boofy hair and everything. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. Claudia Jennings, I believe, was seventy-two playmate oh, of the wow. year. Okay. Which I always say, if you can um, Google image the. You know, because when they get Playmate of the Year, they win all these prizes mm-hmm. and they pose. And you've got to see each Playmate of the Year's photo next to the car that she got that year. Ooh. Ah. Claudia Jennings is uh, – Dorothy Stratton's is one of the – and Claudia Jennings is just so cute because she got a little pink convertible. Mm-hmm. But they're <laughs> all – really fly cars like cool shit uh and it's fun so it'll be interesting to go back and see what her car photo is like also we'll have to look it up very fun yeah yeah but um you know lifeguard is it's just so it's just fun it's 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 a fun time capsule yeah it is definitely it's a it is a fun time capsule of los angeles in the 70s but it's eye candy Mm -hmm. it's got fun a fun soundtrack it's got a great beat and you can dance I mean, to it. They don't and it's make... pervy. It's pervy. <laughs> yeah, now, pervy, by now, yeah. now, nowadays, it's pervy. It's like the dude that's exposing it. Okay, the way he's doing it. 
it's so stupid. I mean, do we have time to just oh, like, yeah. quickly? Yeah. So it's a dude who's like, again, looks like Ted Knight. You know, he's he dressed does. he's dressed <laughs> like he came from the golf, the golf course, like yep. Caddyshack. <laughs> and he goes up there and he just unzips his pants. You don't see anything, no. but you, you get that he's pulled something out. Yeah. And then he carries this I thought vast... he was just going to take a piss on the beach. Yeah. I was no, like, well, I did no, too. I did like too. Looks like he's taking a leak. Yeah. Yes, he's taking yeah. a leak. But then he puts like, is it? Like a coat. A, yeah, a coat, coat in front of it. it. And he just walks up to these ladies and they just shoot him like, from behind. And he's yeah. like, what's up, ladies? And he removes <laughs> his hands and the ladies are like, oh my God. <laughs> but then he goes up to a bunch of like teenage yeah. girls and yeah. boys or yeah. something. And they're like, you... And then he makes Parker Stevenson go, and, you know. So I also and, kind of and, love that about and I love his character is he's making the kid yeah, do all this stuff, but I like really the kid. Do. I, but yeah. I like that Parker Stevenson comes back and he's just like I, can't. <laughs> I didn't do it because he <laughs> looks he looks too much like my dad, <laughs> like my dad, <laughs> which is yeah. so again. I know. mean, you didn't get shit like that in Licorice Pizza. No, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, you're you're right. When when it did happen, it was just like go tell hey Parker Stevenson, go tell him to stop. Exactly. Like, this guy's showing his dick today, to, like, random people. Today, love, he would be thrown yeah, in this jail is, oh, and I love immediately. Sam Elliott just being like, ma'am, do you want me to call the cops? But it's kind of, again, yeah. I'm... <laughs> like, do you want me do to? Do you yeah. want me to call the cops? Because I will. Because I will. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Just make him stop. It's like, what? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so this movie is available on Amazon Prime. It was just out of the Prime like yeah. this week. Oh, wonderful. They so must I, have known. I was yeah. looking it up and um, it was not there. And then all they of heard a sudden talking. it yeah. showed up. Well, so. you can also probably go on Amazon and buy a hard copy for probably yeah. less than 10 bucks. I'm yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because it's those bucks in the iTunes store. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There yeah. You, you can go. stream it for $5. You can watch it if you have Amazon Prime. But I think it's the worse DVD. the price the price of admission. Absolutely. Just get it because Kathleen Quinlan and he are very, very cozy on the cover and it's yeah. i love that i just i love everything about this movie i yeah. really really do absolutely sam elliott they don't make him like that anymore he's still a, hey he's, he's still, still made yeah he's, he's listen still he's yeah. still gorgeous <laughs> oh, yeah, look absolutely. he's oh, yeah. he's he's yeah. it he's yeah. it you know in some of his other movies you know he didn't do a lot of big movies but i i you know he was in roadhouse i was gonna say roadhouse um yeah. What else? Yeah. You know, God, he, he Roadhouse, Mass, uh, Mass. Um, he was in sh- a film with Peter Weller called Shakedown. He was in. Okay. Uh, I mean, is it the Whoopi he, Goldberg movie? He's he's the male lead in a Whoopi. It's it's not Burglar. It's she did oh, another it's, one. Oh yeah, it's not it's Burglar. So it's Thing of Fatal Beauty, Be- Fatal, Fatal Beauty, Fatal Beauty. Beauty. He is Fatal the Beauty. male lead in Fatal yeah. Beauty. You're right. Yeah. Because again, you got to yeah. think, and I think maybe they were even romantic in the movie. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, because when you think about who you're going to pair as a romantic lead with Whoopi Goldberg, it's yeah. like wow, Sam Elliott it could really work. You know, Scott Kent, uh, Jonathan Price, and. Uh, Jumping Jack Flash, Flash <laughs> McCann. Oh yeah, yep. Scott, can you think of his most known for on uh, IMDb? Okay, so no, I'm think. sure that the the four, the, the four, four that come up on IMDb. I'm sure that uh, the Big Lebowski is there. Oh, he's in that. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. The I never saw. Big I, character. I never saw. I never saw yep. the Big Lebowski. Um, he kind of narrates the movie. Oh. Um, I'm sure Star is Born is there. Yeah. yeah. So we got two. This is where it's where it gets tricky. I don't. Well, think, there's one on here you're not going to get. I, I would love to bring up my favorite, which was a blockbuster TV movie okay. that I watched only a couple of months ago because I got into YouTube. You know, because mm. everything's on YouTube, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Lifeguard is too. He's in a film oh, with Farrah Fawcett 
and Catherine Ross Not called Murder Man. in Texas. Okay. And it, oh, look, I just sure. got chills. <laughs> chills. He plays a very, uh, very good surgeon in the film. And t- it's set in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Farrah is his long-suffering wife. Farrah had like a whole string of banger, oh, TV, banger movie. TV movies. Listen, yeah. listen. I've, I've become really obsessed, you know, especially since she's gone, of getting everything. Because, you know, people forget she was in Myra Breckenridge, yep. for God's yeah. sake. Uh, Logan's, yeah. Logan's Run. Yep. She's my favorite. Because that's when, you know, I didn't even know about Charlie's Angels as a kid until I started hanging out with the with the sixth grade girls, Catherine Cangeletti, the only Italian, <laughs> the only Italian, there are the two brothers, the Cangeletti brothers next door, two, only two Italians I knew. But Catherine, I remember we were hanging out, and I remember she was also the first girl that got boobs in our neighborhood, and Ooh. all of us little boys Ooh. were always looking down <laughs> her shirt, trying to look at her nipples. Oh my and she, I remember we were hanging out. We were sitting on top of her dad's car, and she goes, "What are you going to watch on TV tonight?" And I go, "I don't know." Or I said something, and she goes, "You're not going to watch Charlie's Angels?" And I was like, "What's Charlie's Angels?" She explained, and immediately hooked on Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> you know, um, I believe Murder in Texas was 1980. Does it say it or 79? 81. Okay, 81. Um, See, television. this was after every one of her three features flopped. Somebody killed her husband with Jeff Bridges in 79, which has still not been released, which, you know, Farrah Fawcett, okay, I'll get back to it. Then Sunburn in 1980 and then Saturn in 81. <laughs> so this was kind of a downgrade for her. because ah, The other yeah. thing that's interesting about this movie, she plays tennis, which I love when they make Farrah athletic because she is athletic. Yeah. And she has a ponytail. She really, You could tell she did not want to do the hair she was so her hair's in a ponytail and she smokes cigarettes the whole movie but um something happens to her and then sam elliott carries on with Catherine ross and then Catherine ross starts figuring things out and it becomes this guy maybe he killed and maybe he fakes his death and then she shows up it's freaky and spooky and (laughs) it's very very good is is Roadhouse one of them? Roadhouse, yeah. Is okay, also so we're top we're three four. for four. Yeah, yeah. What's the so year of the last the, one? Twenty seventeen. Oh, that's weird. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know what. What did he do after? Yeah. I mean, A Star Is Born was twenty eighteen. Twenty seventeen is. Uh, oh, cowboy, see. cowboy, cowboy movie. I Western. don't know if it's a cow. I mean, is it? It just seems like he only did westerns. All right, what is it? Yeah, Catherine Ross is in it. Oh, it's called The Hero. What? Here, I've never heard of this never movie. Yeah, Who? Nick Offerman, oh. Laura Prepon, Kristen Ritter. Oh, wow. Catherine Ross. That's one of okay. the top four Ali movies? Wong. Yeah, it's I've directed never heard it. by Brett Haley. I don't that's know why it's in, it's in his top four most known for. That's 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 yeah. that should be removed. That's very interesting. Yeah, IMDb sometimes is a little cuckoo. <laughs> the, the algorithm the is you know, now now they get it to where hey, we need everyone in the cast to go and write a positive review on Amazon, right? You yeah, oh and it's God. like okay, guys, stop giving your movie good reviews when it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe it's because there's a lot of people in it. He yeah. also did um, Cameron Esposito. He did an early TV movie called Aspen, which is uh, has a really good cast: Michelle Phillips, Jessica Harper. It's not that good because it's if you go back and look at like even uh, there was one a Harold Robbins one with Leslie and Warren called like Seventy Nine Park Avenue. <laughs> it wasn't until they got into like Hollywood Wives, sure, where they or, or you know where they really amped up the fun 
sex, you know, crazy. So some of the earlier TV miniseries events, you know, even though they may involve like someone was raped and they thought she was dead, but she survived. (laughs) And now she's, you know, come back. They're not as salacious or fun yet. So they can be somewhat boring, but um, yeah, he's not, I can't think of, uh, I, I know I'm missing stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. start from 78 and is, start. Uh, is that the just cover that you gorgeous. Have? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I just it's think a, that's such a, good, a beautiful it's a good cover. Yeah. Yeah. And you notice how her hair has grown out. It is so longer, very, right? Yeah. And he's I, got his regular yeah. dark hair. Oh, we did read that it was uh, it was shot in early 75 and kind yeah. of held. So they held probably for a while. got those those stills in like 77, yeah. Yeah. around when they yeah. released the movie. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Um, love Connie. Thank you so much yeah, for this coming. Was so, so much fun. fun. So we always go to Akbar uh, for happy hour. We always see on the big wall your oh, monthly yeah. show there. Yeah, you talked about your Sunday so show. You talked My about album. your Sunday show. You do that every month. Yes, last Sunday of every month. I love that they printed out album size. You know, because you know <laughs> that takes a lot. You know, you'd yeah. have to you'd have to go to Kinkos and get a special. You know, that would have cost money. And I'm True. like, oh, how fancy. <laughs> uh, this month I'm doing a – I don't know when this is going to air, but we're doing – I'm just going to wrap every – all four Olivia Newton-John movies into one Love because it. she was my so original it's So it's going to be Grease, Xanadu, and – okay. Come on, come on homosexuals. On. Third. <laughs> um, well, he said four. 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 I'll give you the years. So, uh, okay. Oh, uh, uh, Travolta. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Um, 83. Two of, uh, two two of, of a kind. kind. Two of a Should have been yeah. called Twist of Fate. Twist of Fate. Because that was the that's song. What, that's what the song And is. the movie yep. is more about a twist of fate because, sure. you know, they get to twist relive their life. Twist of Fate's a movie that you can't find streaming anymore. Oh, really? Because I feel like all of my friends and I searched it to watch it last month. Two of a kind. It is mean, not kind. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is not available for a digital rental. Well, it is Lame. on DVD because I yes. did buy a hard copy. <laughs> now, believe it or not, Grease was not her first movie. No. And the reason that she... She always talks about her flop movie from Australia. Yes. What is that? It's a wonderful little movie. Uh, I think it's UK. Maybe. I think it's UK because the producers... Check this out. Well, it's called Tomorrow... T O O M O R R O W. Okay. okay. And <laughs> did you ever see the movie called Rock and Rule, which is a, yes? Okay, yeah, we were animated. Yeah, we were just oh. talking about that. How on, wonderful! On yeah. Weird. To me, yep. it is like an early version of that movie because it's about these sci-fi aliens okay. who are searching for the perfect sound for their because they compose music, and of course, it sounds like aliens. It's all techno and it's weird and steely and abrasive uh-huh. and then all of a sudden uh, oh my god I'll start getting emotional if I start <laughs> talking about her I don't know they're flying around the universe and they're listening to the world or something and then oh they god. hear Olivia Newton-John singing and all of a sudden you get pinpointed down and it's like a college campus and Olivia Newton-John they're all waking up and she's singing the song to all these boys who you find out are in her band. And she's not even the lead singer of the band. She's just kind of the pretty girl that kind of co-sings lead. But it was produced, check this out, by Don Kirshner, Don Kirshner's rock concert, which okay. was like the midnight special. Yeah. I think it's Don Kirshner, not Burt Sugarman. Yeah. And um, 
Albert Broccoli's co-producer who did the James Bond film. Oh, so sure. it's like a movie yep. musical that was pro- half Midnight Special, half James Bond. Um, it has a soundtrack, um, and it was in 1970, and she was horrified. I actually met her one time, and it was oh. after the screening of Tomorrow at the Cinematheque. And I'd also run into a friend of mine who knew me from my comedy group. Um, this would have been 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was friends with Del Shores. And I think she was oh, doing wow. Sorted Lives at that time. Yeah. Okay. Because he was with her and she was she was lovely. I mean, we'll shake your hand and look you in the eye. And I grew up with her my entire life yeah. because I would stay on the farm with my sister when she was pregnant and newly married. And we would listen to Let Me Be There. That was the first song I ever sang in public. I had that eight track. If you love me, let you know, have you never been <laughs> mellow? And let me tell you, I, I remember walking out of a movie matinee and I remember looking at the coming attractions and seeing Greece and going <laughs> Olivia Newton, John, is in a movie? I couldn't believe it. And that summer, yeah. I'm telling you, I counted. There were thir- there were only 13 weeks in the summer. Every Saturday that summer, I saw Grease. Oh, wow. It never, oh, left, wow. the, it never left the theater. That's awesome. It's yeah. a twin theater. I love it. I love it. Meaning, <laughs> maybe they, I do believe at one point they were just playing Grease for matinees. Okay. But I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I made a note of it, 13, and I remember I would keep that record. I was like, what movie have I seen more than Grease? Because even when it started coming on, like everyone says, if it's on TV, you just yeah, I just yeah, watch it. You have, to, you have to dip in at least for a few minutes to yeah. watch it. <laughs> and yeah. there is this big debate, you know, like, oh, Grease 2. It's like, no, there you... You can't even compare the two. Mm-hmm. It's no no shade on anyone. Grease, is, yeah. Grease two Grease is fun is, in its own ways. It's fun, but, but yeah. you can't. But listen, I originally was going to do soundtrack Sundays as side one would be Grease and side two, meaning the second show, mm-hmm. which they're both like little thirty minute shows, would be Grease two. You can't pull apart that soundtrack. Oh no! Yeah, there is nothing for drag queens to do. I had the drag queen. Dra- okay. Prowlin' is a great song. The opening number is great in Grease 2. Back to School. You know, it's not as good as... Because let me tell you, Grease by Frankie Van... It was written by Barry Gibbs. Sorry, Grease (laughs) 2. All of the songs in Grease 2 were written by the guys that did Grease the musical, the Broadway Mm -hmm. musical. The reason Grease is far superior and will always be superior than Grease 2, even though it didn't critically get any better reviews than Grease 2 got, but it's because... John Farrar, Olivia Newton-John's songwriter, yeah. wrote You're the One That I Want mm-hmm. and wrote Hopelessly Devoted to those, You. It's those and Olivia those Newton-John are the vocals. Songs. And, the, and yep. the Barry Gibb. Again, Frankie Valli, you could have, John Travolta could have sang Grease, but they were smart to have Frankie Valli yeah, come in yeah. there and do it. And then they had Frankie Avalon doing Beauty. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were very smart, whereas I love seeing Connie Stevens, but they didn't go there right. with the old guest stars like they did. And also, look, the finale of Greece is set at a big carnival on the football field. Okay, our football John coach Marshall. would have never no had a car- like turn Ruin my that, football yeah, field, yeah. I'll kill you. <laughs> and the thing about it, Greece 2's finale is an above ground swimming pool at the Rockahula Luau. It's yeah. just <laughs> it's the biggest limp dick ending. Yeah, there is weird. no we go together, but no. there's well. 
happy. And it's just like, and then you have Michelle Pfeiffer in this gorgeous dress, but you didn't get to see her because you had her sitting down in a tiki with yeah. a... You're going to have to take this up with Drew Drogi. He came on. Oh, well, I, but listen, I have to fight. I fight with all millennials. And it's like, it's because you're a little younger than me. And it's why I'll never agree with you. Because when I was in the sixth grade for the summer, the entire summer of 1978, yeah. I didn't see many of my classmates, even though we were from a small town. But when we all got back together on the playground, we were acting out. You know, so, you know, Greece. Two was not in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the then entire, then yeah. it was more about what did you rent? Let's rent Grease Two. It's not the same experience as seeing True. it in the film. Mm, yeah. Also, Grease has the incredible animated opening credits, yeah, which we love it. That I just seeing that and seeing Rizzo put the turtleneck sweater on and then her <laughs> neck goes on. Sandy getting out of bed. Oh, with the little with the little nightingales and the little yeah. birds. And the thing is, is you could see through again. Mm-hmm. You also had the mooning. You know, we got to see a yeah. little. And there were all these jokes about. I did not get any of the condom jokes. Like he broke. Oh, yeah, I've had it since I was in seventh grade. I'm like, what broke? And I'm, you know what I mean. And then you've got that. Oh God, like. No one can sing in Greece too, including Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no flies on Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Listen, Debbie Harry was originally con- was originally considered for Greece too. I mean, yeah. think about it. Debbie was thir- Debbie was almost forty back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like imagine that. Um, you know, and Cool Rider is fantastic. It's a great song, but there just wasn't any song that you could even release as a single. Even though I yeah. think they did release Prowlin' and the Four Tops song "Back to School." Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But then there's also that really awful. Let's do it for our country, which is so shrill. And why they had Maureen Teefy, who's wonderful. You know, she had just come off Greece, so it's almost like let's make her look good. Yeah, She's kind yeah. of a joke with the memories. And now they're gonna let's do it for our country. Our country. It's it's just nails on the chalkboard. Yeah. And then you don't get the pink ladies aren't even fleshed out like poor Rhonda. She just has a couple yeah. of nose Rhonda, jokes yeah. and that's it. It's like thing. the thing that I loved about the original pink ladies is you got them all and you kind of, if you didn't get them, get who they all were in summer nights. By the time we're at, look at me, I'm Sandra D. You know, yeah. Jan's the fat one who's going <laughs> to eat. Cause I love everything is like, even like, I love the scene where it's like, well, we're seniors now. That's well, well, here we are again. Yeah, but this time we're seniors and Man, we're going to rule the school. the school. And then Marty, you know, Dinah Manoff, who is the lover, which I love. I loved Grease Live, by the way. And I oh, love yeah. that they cast Kiki Palmer, mm-hmm. you know, as Marty because Marty's the one that had I all. Have- you forgot Ki- about that. Palmer. Yes. Palmer. Yes. And, and she Live. had, she, they gave her back her song. I, and I she had, remember, Marty's character it. had all the, all the, uh, Korea, the soldiers the in the Korean yeah, War. Korea, you know, yeah. don't you're, sweat you're it. Dating Honey, a, take one of mine. You're dating a Korean? <laughs> <laughs> but I love to see when they go, we're going to rule the school. And then Marty looks over and she goes, real class, Jan. And Jan has opened up an Oreo and is eating the filling. And you know, and then she's got the Twinkies and then the, she's like, "Oh, real class Jan Twinkies and shan- tw- and wine says right here it is, is a, a dessert, dessert wine." wine. wine. <laughs> See, there's also you can't really quote there are no good quotes from yeah, Greece too yeah. cuz the writing is just not as oh, good. It's like goodness. you can't 
the, the story's the same. They can try and make it better by saying it's a feminist version. Oh, I'm goodness, like, no. um, yeah, so, it's just the roles are reversed. I'm sorry. No. We're talking about Lifeguard and <laughs> so, you got no, no, me no, no, off. So what is your, what is the fourth Olivia movie? The fourth Olivia movie is uh, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The, the oh, okay. yeah, that's the fourth so it's okay. Tomorrow in 1970. She was so horrified by the experience. I think they also wanted her to do a nude scene or oh, take her goodness. top off. And they said she was crying. And it's like, don't, oh, you don't okay. ask Olivia to show her oh. breasts. That's just <laughs> wrong. But she was so horrified. You know, the first people that they cast, the original cast mm-hmm. for Greece was Henry Winkler and Marie oh, Osmond. Oh, my goodness. So they were going for oh, a brunette. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't until, have you ever seen the Stigwood, the Robert Stigwood documentary? Okay, you must see it. Uh-huh. He's the, the gay man. You know, he did Sergeant Carr documentary. The Alan, I've never seen the Alan Carr one. My, uh, yeah. Jeffrey, my, uh, he's wonderful. Jeffrey Schwartz that does all those great documentaries. Yeah. Um, Automat uh, pictures, I think. Um, wait, who are you just saying? Oh, um, yeah, it wasn't until it was Henry Winkler and Marie Osmond. And then, uh, then Robert Stigwood did a three-picture deal with John Travolta because they knew he was, you know, for oh, Saturday sure. Night Fever. And then Grease had been floating around, so they were like, Paramount, you know, that's where it was all set up. And then the third... I believe was the Lily Tom, which was again, but I think that could have been Robert Stigwood because he didn't do Urban Cowboy. But I always like to think, you know, aside from that weird Lily Tomlin, like the gay guy and the lesbian in the hot tub, um, (laughs) it's so strange. But yeah, and I think that was also directed by Randall Kleiser, who directed Grease, possibly. Um, But, you know, Travolta, Travolta was, uh, yes, you know what, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe I'm wrong. Who directed Moment by Moment? You should look that up Moment before we leave. Um, but it was John that you know really loved Olivia and um, yeah. wanted her, and she was like, "I'm not about to do it." And you know what's interesting? You know, she she demanded a screen test, and they're like, "You're fantastic." Oh, wow. And the thing is, is what's funny is after the flop that was two of a kind. Yeah, it's interesting. What I love about her is she was like, "Okay, I did that. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done." Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you couldn't get her back in film. Until like Del Shores was like, hey, yeah. come do this. And she did other little TV things. Like I think she did a Christmas TV movie yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she would do things in here. But you know there was some reason. And whether like maybe they donated 100000 to a chair. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I respect her as someone who wouldn't be like, I'm just – I'm a hit singer. I'm going to run out and do every – it's like, no, no. If, sure. if you know that's not your thing, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with lifeguard. If it's not your thing <laughs> that you want to sell cars, yeah, don't sell cars. I'm not going to do it. Just sit out and stay tan. All right. All right. So, uh, listeners, if you're in the LA area, we can head over to Akbar on the last Sunday of the month. We need to, to we show. definitely need to come I by. I know. We haven't yeah. done it yet. We, we've been doing happy hours ever since mm-hmm. we moved to East Hollywood. We're so close now. Well, the door is open. It's, uh, my door is open at seven on Sunday. And really, the bar is very quiet at that time. Oh, cool. So, do a little Sunday yeah. happy yeah. hour. Or if you guys are up for it, you know, you can start out at the Eagle. Right. And oh, then yeah. You can walk down go and right maybe the, run into Hot Dog. Go right dog, to the beer bus, go to Hot Dog, sit, see all of Mario's strippers, exactly. and then go right to Akbar. Get all turned on I by think all gotta, of that good stuff. I think you got to start prob- at Hot Dog because there's well, a long line. But yep. here's the thing. I think you might – there are hot dogs at Hot Dog, but I think the, the grilling might be better at the Eagle, and I bet they like to eat more than That's the skinny people at true. Hot Dog. That is absolutely true. Uh, although everyone has – I've noticed – since I've hosted Hot Dog a couple of times, 
Man, the men have great legs. I, I just keep they seeing really gorgeous, gorgeous they legs really on well, guys. Mario dresses all of the men. He does. He does a great yeah. job. So <laughs> wind, wind up at, at Akbar, yeah, and we'll you can little... get there at 7. If you get okay. there at 7, I just kind of chill with everyone, and cool. then we usually start the show around 8.15. No one shows up until the last fucking minute. However, <laughs> I just have this feeling that we might have a really good turnout. But Grace Jones is going to get some of our uh, homosexual Ooh. audience but because uh, she's doing the bowl that night. Oh, but, uh, oh sure. Wow. But Olivia is going to be great. And then in October, I'll do a – I think I'm going to do like the best of horror. Cool. And do like a that. And then i am kind of got a bug to do a solo – version of the showgirls soundtrack Ooh. with me as nomi malone and okay. just, i'm just gonna act up the whole movie from hitchhiking to playing the <laughs> silver dollars are you the, to chill are with you the guy the at the switch are you do the prince song at well, the you know, see that's the yep. thing is that's the thing is that i can go back and i can add in any song i want to like for olivia newton john i specifically chose her version of You Made Me Love You from Xanadu, which you only hear when Gene Kelly is talking over it oh. in the movie. Oh, oh, sure. We go into Whenever You're Away From Me. Because mm-hmm. there were four songs from the Xanadu soundtrack that did not make the album, but they are the B-sides to the first, the four singles. Did you know that? I didn't know. I, I Magic. That. The single okay. Magic yeah. is backed with that song, Wherever you go, you're a <laughs> I don't know the words. And then, you know, she's a rock star, and then she turns, I'm sure I should pass a long lay down. You know, she's country. So that's on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Alive is backed with Drum Dreams, which Drum Dreams is that insane drum. Bum, yep. bum, ba, na, na, ho, Xanadu. We are. Oh, okay. That's yeah. on there. <laughs> Whenever you're, I'm sorry, um, You Made Me Love You, mm-hmm. I believe is the flip side to either Xanadu or uh, Suddenly with Cliff Richard. And then there's one more. Maybe there's one other song that didn't make the cut. But, yeah, I'm fascinated. Xanadu should have been a double album. There is something called the Mount Olympus version of Xanadu, which also has some demos of the ELO. I mean, ELO has that on one of their best of, is that they have a a demo of Xanadu. Their version Mm -hmm. of Xanadu is so so sweet. Do you know what's sad is when I promote, I try to use the soundtrack songs. You can't. They're not streaming. So I know that now now that she's died, they are going to rape that catalog for every penny we had they did a great version of physical 40th anniversary you know so here's to her you know back in the back in the 70s um she was releasing they made you release two albums a year oh yeah (laughs) so she's 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 got an amazing prolific very prolific and they really should re-release and remaster all her stuff there is a japanese box set from 10 years ago (laughs) that did it but they need to do it with you know, yeah, all the dance, you know, the extended versions of the '80s stuff. Yeah, be great. absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, so that's coming up soon. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll definitely be there for that. Yeah, uh, we want to see the October. Yeah, horror, yeah. horror would be well. great. Um, and tell our listeners uh, where they can find you on Instagram. I'm Instagram. I'm at Real Love Connie. Real Love Connie. And uh, yeah, I'm really mostly on Instagram. This was a lot Connie, of fun. Connie, thank you so much. Yeah. I had a oh blast. Is this, it midnight yet? I know. I know right? The last time I did a podcast, it was nine hours later. <laughs> oh, I shit. kid you not. Oh, and God. I have a feeling we could. Go off I mean, we talk. probably we could probably could keep talking. I about mean, this for I am sitting on the couch time. next to the bend and snap works every time. <laughs> well, you know, 
Hey, <laughs> if anybody out there is cinema do- history right uh, there. If, if you're doing Romanticon, if they ever do romantic, I don't know. What, you could get a booth. What, what do romantic comedies? What what is legal? Yeah. You know, what, why aren't we doing like uh, John Hughes a con or yeah, where it's comedies? Because I really want to sign. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have right, got so many old right headshots there, still right there in a headshot in my works, kitchen. Works cat, every works time. every time. Yep. Five dollars. Well, okay. Here it's free. So, <laughs> any like quick stories of what that scene was? Was it like? Oh yeah. What was I that have, scene like to shoot? I have great stories. Um, well, okay. The first, first, first thing is um, when I showed up on set, I had driven my 280ZX, and it was out in like Monroeville or someplace. Yeah. And as I pulled into the uh, where the actors were supposed to go, and I remember this was back in the day before Maps. For I listeners, at, yeah. we're talking about Legally, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, yeah. yes. Um, mm-hmm. And this was 2001, where you still had to get a map, the Thomas Guide, yeah. and figure out where you were going. I literally saw the actor's van pulling out as I pulled in. So immediately when I got there, I realized, you're late. Oh, no. And there was like this, uh, she was, I, I think she was lesbian. So it's kind of this tough kind of, you know, ADPA person. Mm-hmm. I was like, hi. She's like, are you supposed to be on the, I said, I said, I think I was supposed to be on that van. She goes, oh, you're late. Oh, you're starting things off. Well, you might not get in the movie now. (laughs) And literally she was just torturing me, but I could tell she was, you know, she was just like, we need to show up on time, but she was just giving me the business and we immediately liked each other. And I was thinking to myself, there is nothing in this world that is going to keep me from getting in this movie. I'm <laughs> in this movie. And it was just a day. It was a, I was a day player. I had one line. And again, I didn't, you have to also understand there was no bend and snap back then. So I didn't yeah. even know what the bend and snap yeah. was. Yeah. I remember auditioning, um, because I was with that comedy group, the Nellie Olsons and Joe Middleton who cast legally blonde and he cast, um, you know, all the American pie movies and he just was the, hence comic. the, um, hence the Jennifer connection yes, or like the, yes. why Jennifer's well, the, the actual movie. Jennifer yep. connection is through my girlfriend, Nora, who, um, is in the Nellie Olsons, the comedy group. She performs with a group called Unitard, Mike Albo, David Ilku, okay. who was with Dueling Bankheads. These are all new. Okay, new, I remember These Dueling are all Bank downtown Bank. New yeah. York, Wigstock, yeah. all very, very cool, cool, awesome downtown geniuses. Uh, she wrote a, just if you're into discovery, she wrote a, fr- a, a play called David's Friend about her friend David who died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. It's it is a time capsule of late 70s New York. She, <laughs> He was modeling for Tom of Finland. Oh, She's wow. stripping at the sleaziest bars <laughs> under the name Tanya. She's a graduate of Columbia University. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. wonderful. You know, so she and okay. Here's uh, some. Here's a great uh, tidbit of information. She and Jennifer uh, Nora's from Cambridge. Jennifer is from uh, I can't remember the Massachusetts town, but they both met at an open call for a movie. In the summer of 77, that was going to be released in the summer of 78 in Massachusetts. Can you think of what big blockbuster that all the kids, they found it was going to be about teenagers and, and the shark. Oh, for Jaws? Jaws. Oh, Jaws. Okay. So Jennifer Coolidge and Nora Burns were like 15-year-old girls. They met waiting oh, in line funny. to be cast in, in Jaws Are 2. they extras in the movie? No, it was oh, a Josh, big okay. Josh it was a big too. open call. That, yeah, yeah, that makes sense for all those sure. teenagers. And mm-hmm. what happened was, 
jo- the original script for Jaws two was very 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 dark. Which it, this it wasn't about me. the opening of a Holiday Inn. No 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 no. <laughs> and they only have that one shot that the original director of Jaws two that got fired off of, and it's it's uh, it's chilling scene. I believe they're I don't I can't remember, but it's just the fin in in the harbor, mm-hmm. and it's really cold and creepy because it, it was about how the town had not recovered from the shark attacks right. and that it was a very sad, you know, and then people were just like, nobody wants to see that. You know what I mean? It's like exorcist two. It's like, yeah. don't, no, no, yeah. no, no. Let's just uh, possess her, you know? So then it changed. And that's when they also, they decided because, you know, Spielberg had such a tough time shooting on the water. Let's move it down to Pensacola beach, you know? And then there's that weird, if you look at Florida where that holiday Inn, it's not there anymore. One of the hurricanes recently, uh, okay. Tore it, took it out. I'm obsessed with that story. That that's a brand new Holiday Inn, and you look at the decor. You know, when the Amity yep. High School okay. Band, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so they had auditioned for that. Okay, so uh, Joseph had also, of course, cast her in the American Pie movies and everything, mm-hmm. and he would regularly come and see her shows. And he, Nora, and Jennifer were peas in a pod. Okay, so. It was literally one of those things. It's like, hey, John, um, there's this move you're doing, Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, listen, you just come in and be the big old queen that you are, and you have got the part. And I was like, okay, no problem. I can do that. Taught my spinning class at Crunch, put on some, like, I remember I had my slides that I had from, got on Melrose Place, had this little sleeveless, I was in skin tight pants and my long hair. And I remember going in and, Oh my God, the bend and snap works every time. Bend and snap. And I remember just going down and up and snap. And I was just trying, he was just like, be a big coin, you know? Yeah. So I, it was that easy. I got that. And then I showed up on the set. When I finally got to the set, uh, everything was cool. Reese Witherspoon came on the set and she made a point to introduce, you know, say hi to everyone yeah. that was on set. Yeah. Second time I put my foot. First time I shut, I was like, I missed that van, so right. already I'm sticking out. Then she, her whole thing was she was telling a blonde joke, and I think she told the same blonde joke to everyone. You know, just when it's like, hey, what did the blonde say to the so and so? I don't know what she say. Sitting there, like, oh, oh. With me, she's so funny. And then of course me being in this. <laughs> Okay, if you knew the material my comedy group was doing back then, it's like you could never yeah. do it today. <laughs> I go, uh, well, hey, what does the blonde say after her first blowjob? And the minute when blowjob left my lips, just like <laughs> right in her uh-huh. face, she had just had the baby because the little baby. I remember Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Philippi. Philippi showed mm-hmm. up with the baby on set one day. Probably Ava. Yeah, Ava. Yeah, yeah it was Ava. Mm-hmm. She was her first kid. She had just had it, you know. Um, and it came out, and I just knew right then. It's like she's from Tennessee. It's like, <laughs> she's a good girl. It's like you don't say words. Oh my god! And Reese Witherspoon, she went, "What?" <laughs> like she didn't even want to hear. And I said. I love you. <laughs> and then made a look like I had a mouthful of cum and then I said, I love you and then swallowed. And she, it, I mean, she just kind of turned and left. So it was just, you know, what are you going to do? 
Luckily, Jennifer was there, and um, it was funny because you know Jennifer's you know Jennifer Jennifer's Jennifer, and I just remember the hair woman was always kind of chasing her around, and you know Jennifer would drop a bag of chips that she was eating, and then she'd go into this room, and then some makeup the would be who left these fucking chips? We need to keep the set clean, and we're all just like you know just <laughs> loving every minute of it, and. Uh, Tony Basil actually set that scene. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, Mickey, did she like, oh, Mickey, you're so yeah. fine. Did she block it? She blocked it. Okay. So Love I don't that. know if she choreographed it. I mean, yeah, 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 she yeah. did. She yeah. did choreograph it because I remember um, for the anniversary, we were all interviewed in, I believe it was Newsweek or Time Out New York or one of those magazines. Mm-hmm. And they talked all about this scene, which which was kind of fun. But there were the writers... Uh, who we're talking about, you know, bend and snap. Like, what is that? You know? Um, so <laughs> we did it. And I remember they were shooting that scene in the choreography. And I just remember watching them and just going, cause I'm, I'm a dancer. I'm not a trained dancer, but I was hired as an actor. I was the only other person other than Reese and Jennifer and the UPS guy who had a line. So I wasn't a dancer. I was an actor, meaning you're not dancing. And I just remember looking at them all dancing and just going, <laughs> just, I could, cause, cause you, cause I didn't know it was going to be a muse. I, yeah, I just couldn't yeah. believe it. And that was, that was the thing is that people don't realize because of the way that scene is edited the dance went on, guys. There was a oh, whole... Okay. Sure. Okay, do you remember a TV show on MTV called America's Best Dance Crew? Yep. Yeah. Okay. There were two girls that wound up on that show that were brilliant oh, hip-hop okay. dancers. There was this whole section where the girl, she has a ponytail. She's she's at the desk. She comes out and drops down and starts doing back spins oh and is breakdancing. But <laughs> and they, none they of kind it. of went... No, they uh, to me they went to yeah. the obligatory fat mm-hmm. girl and yeah. let her do this thing which she did about three times freestyle that they just filmed it yeah and that's all they used and and it really was cute choreography. There's a really old woman. If you watch the scene, she was a little rascal. She had been like oh, around wow, oh, forever. Wow. <laughs> she and this other woman were were in the thing, and Ryan Heffington is the only other guy. In that scene, other than me and Ryan Heffington, just won an Emmy for choreographing uh, Euphoria, and he also choreographed that "I Wanna Sweet Swing on the Chandelier." Oh, sure. That that song, Sia, yeah, Sia, with okay. that girl from Dance Moms yeah. that was sure. dance. He choreographed, so he went on. Oh, he did he is, that. Okay, yes. that's a big okay. one. Yeah. So if you're going back and you're looking at all these dancers, they all went on to do really great, great stuff. One still works for Tony Basil. And I remember the last shot of the day was my line. Reese had actually already gone home. So <laughs> she's technically, if you look when I come out, sure. she's not really in the shot. But that's right. that's typical. They want to yeah. wrap her as soon as possible. But I luckily, like I said, I came in there and I said, there is nothing any of you are going to do that is going to keep me from getting I'm going to movie. nail the shit I'm out of this line. I'm going to nail it. And you cannot <laughs> cut it now. They had to do yeah. – there was one cross where um, – there is a weird cut where if you're watching the scene with Jennifer and Reese and the UPS guy comes in, if you look in the background, you can see some I'm obsessed with continuity shots, yeah, like hair yeah. continuity. Same. Mm-hmm. And this is a 
continuity fail, yeah. I pop in and out. Because there was one time oh, where okay. the director, who I think was also found by Steven Spielberg, because he was a young – Robert Lukatik Luka, Luka yep. was his first film. And he only did like one or two, like Tad – went a date with Tad Hamilton and I never heard from him again. But mm-hmm. he started really liking me and thinking I was funny and wanting more gay hairdresser stuff, you know? So I was in the background and you see me really just- going crazy <laughs> on this girl's hair. And I'm literally – I've just got a comb. And then sometimes when you see Reese Witherspoon, I'm behind there. And then it cuts to Jennifer. It cuts back to Reese and I'm and not there. The girl is just sitting there. And then it cuts back to me and I'm literally going, yeah. <laughs> and then as she's getting up to demonstrate the bend and snap, that's when I make my cross. And I remember the first time I made that cross – the sound guy stopped. He's like, cut, cut. He's like, he's walking way too hard because I had made noise with my heels. <laughs> so then I had to walk down. That was my other thing. I was like, I'm going to walk so quietly oh to not get cut out of this movie. But I wound up um, at the end of that day, they gave me another contract that was for a three-day contract, which means you went from a day player to a three-day player, and then at the end of that, I got a week contract. So they actually kept me nice. there for that whole shoot after they finished doing that big mm-hmm. salon scene. Mm-hmm. There were other scenes in the salon. And I actually have one more scene where you just see my hands and a comb <laughs> combing the back of Holland Taylor's hair oh. when she oh. whips around. And, yeah. and Jennifer Coolidge yep. used to imitate this line, and we would crack up on set. <laughs> Holland turns around because Jennifer and Reese are crying or something, and Reese is like, I don't know, she's what am I going to do about my boyfriend? And then Holland Taylor whips around and she goes, if you're going to let some lousy cream spoil, <laughs> then you're not half the girl I thought you were. It's some line like that. And then I remember after we did a couple of t- <laughs> after we did a couple of takes, Jennifer just kept going, if you're going <laughs> to let some lousy Because Jennifer is so funny yeah. doing her own take on impressions like there was one time we were all at it's this dying it was like a denny's in santa monica or something it was after a show we did at highways or something and i remember jennifer had come out and we were all going to eat so it would have been, you know kind of this new york contingent because you know jennifer and nora my friend also worked at this high-end restaurant with sandra bullock and they've oh got all she's, she's these Sandy Bullock. She's, she's yeah. talked about that on yeah. Conan before. Well, wow. It's yeah. more fun when she's not on TV. Sure. They really, <laughs> she and Nora really let it loose on, on it. But the, I remember we were at this table and we were talking about Renee Zellweger. And of course, you know, Renee had that kind of weird scrunched up face and everything. Yeah. And we were just, you know, we weren't being mean. We were just talking about people like gays and their fag hag goddesses <laughs> too. And I remember... I go, what is it? It's like, or we're talking about lip implants or collagen or something. And Jennifer goes, and I never got this until years later. She goes, they look like squid. They look like squid. And I thought the lips themselves like look like calamari. And no, she meant (laughs) the lips look like the lips on a squid. And if you look at a cartoon of a squid, the squid just has like a little circle with a line drawn through it. And those are the lips. (laughs) And it's, it's true squid. But then I said, well, like, like, like Renee said, where it's like, what does she look like? And Jennifer goes, she looks like this. And Jennifer threw her head down and she did something to where she bit her upper lip 
and she looked like Predator from the movie Predator, <laughs> but it was Renee Zellweger. And it was just, I just remember thinking, God, you can just, it was like Large Marge. How did you contort your face into that shape? That was so funny. Oh, my God. So, yeah, she was a that. scream. And I, and I remember Jennifer, every day I would show up on set, she would just look at me. She, she would go, oh, my God. You're, God, wow, you're amazing. Yeah, you're you have worked this one line. She, and she would literally go, I have never, I've never seen somebody work one line like you. <laughs> and I really thought that I was being blessed. I was like, yeah. I've got it made. This is going to be good for me. I'm like, I worked it. And, you know, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I didn't really get any other feature films until year, a couple, few years later, I did Nick and Nora, which Joseph Middleton mm. also cast. But oh, okay. okay. So for as little as I have worked, I have had really, really fun, great experiences because it's like, who's going to get – come on. I, I literally felt like after the bend and snap that I was going to be the I'll have what she's having sure. woman. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I literally – that's why I always yeah. just think, come on, that's a great line. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, I know we've gone on too long. Oh. But years later – I love that. Years later, uh-huh. uh, actually in 2017, so this would have been – 15 years after Legally Blonde. Yeah. I was doing my show, Love Connie 2 Electric Boogaloo, where Connie winds up in a Turkish prison for uh, dancing sluts or Vanity <laughs> vanity Six type girl groups because uh, that's what happened. You know, we had to put on a show for, I don't know, the Sultan of Brunei. Or, and then I did a Shakira. I did a Shakira. You know, but after the show, we were upstairs at the Casita del Campo and we were posing for pictures and this woman kept... She was lovely, but I could tell she had probably had a few margaritas. And she just kept wandering into the shots, and she was putting her arms around me and loving me. And I finally looked at her, and she goes, I just want you to know, when you came out on stage tonight and you started doing your thing, I just said to my friends, I said, that's me. That's me. And that's a big compliment to me because I don't change my body to transform into a drag queen or a real woman, Mm -hmm. but I am real girl drag, meaning I do real girl makeup. I don't change my, my eyebrows aren't Mm -hmm. on my forehead. They're my eyebrows. And that's mostly just my take of the big fuck you to everyone growing up who who says to any little sissy boy who's maybe trying not to be a sissy boy, you're a girl. Because it's, 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 off-putting and, yeah. and, 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 you know, and now we're in a totally different mind frame of what that means to call someone a girl or to misgender yeah. or gender them. But when women come up and like, I'm you, I'm going, yes, because mine is just the fucked up saying, no, you said I look like a girl, so I don't need to tuck. I don't have to <laughs> shave. You said I look like a girl. I have a hairy chin. Well, no, you said it. So that's why. Yeah. And I aesthetically, I like the look of it. But she kept saying, I'm you, I'm you. And then I went home, saw that she had tagged me in some photos. That woman was the writer of Legally Blonde, Krista Smith. Oh, Oh, sure. Yeah, Kristen Kirsten Smith. And I wrote her and I said, it's me, Maurice, the bend and snap guy from Legally. And she goes, oh, my God. And and I said, did you have any idea? She goes, I had no idea. She goes, we totally came to your show. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's very strange yeah. the business and mm-hmm. how it all comes around but uh yeah 
That's good amazing. stuff. I love that. Good uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Connie, and, you you are a treasure. Oh, yeah, thank and you. your wealth of knowledge of movies is I love it. Kind of intimidating. Well, <laughs> too. Listen, I I'm an idiot savant. I don't really know anything. I've I've hung around a lot of people, showrunners in the business. And yeah. I try to keep up with them. You know, I like to say there are people that are more intelligent, mm-hmm. maybe more smarter, but. I, I I do have this kind of gumbo. Again, it's hard to keep it on track, but I love being unleashed. Yeah. And if you put a microphone in my hand, as you can see, it's for, for that's why I don't speak in my drag shows because I really want to get people out in under an hour. And if I have a microphone, things tend to multiply. Oh my goodness. But well, we would love to have you on again. Hey, we'll listen, have you on again. I think yeah. that from your knowledge of the Grease movies, you should pick Team Grease and Team Grease 2 and we should do a whole di- cuz I can pinpoint you I'm going to win. You're going to Grease is gonna, the superior you're gonna have to movie. Come on Honey versus Drew. You're going to have to come on with Drew. Oh, Drew and I yeah. would be Drew and I should actually be team captains. Oh, there you go. Cuz you know, we'll Drew and I are old friends and we yeah. have a lot of fun and we have a, a deep respect for each other and our our journeys Absolutely. and everything, yeah. Oh man. All right, well we'll we'll have to make that happen. But Thanks. this was so much fun. But until then, it's time to say our goodbyes. Thank you so much for coming on and Bye. Um, we'll see you next Bye. time. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh my wait, gosh. Wait, wait. Did I turn that lower? Oh, I turned that too low. Let's redo this. Oh. Yeah, that's why. Okay. I turned it down because uh, the ending. I was like, why can't I hear myself? Okay. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Wow, what a guest. <laughs> he, like, Absolutely. A, that wealth of knowledge of movies. We love, I love Connie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Connie's up there with Drew and Jackie, and they just have that amazing knowledge. Just everything that they love. can pull of just movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know a lot about film, but it's like nothing compared to... yeah. All of them. But I love any references mm-hmm. to like these like seventies people, these like mm-hmm. kooky seventies Pamela Sue Anderson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh all the people from yeah. uh, from Poseidon Adventure mm-hmm. and Oh my goodness. Uh what a what a ride. That was fun. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Well, uh, it's about that time. It is about that time. Patreon shout out. <laughs> yes, indeed. We would like to say a great big thank you to all of our patrons, including Flemish Giant, Jackson, Millie, Darcy, Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, Shannon, Christine, and Rafino. Thank you so much for being patrons, you guys. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out all of the uh, supplemental content. Yeah, we post photos there. I post the episodes when they're up early. Yes, if when we they are if, done early. If we have an episode finished early, then it will definitely get posted on Patreon before and its Friday which, release date. Coming up in the next month, kind of going into October, we are doing episodes early. So yeah, I so will get be a them up on Patreon pretty much as soon as I'm finished editing them. Yes, yes. They'll be there for patrons. So keep a lookout for that, patrons. And there's also uh, the monthly newsletter. There are the 
Watch with us commentary tracks, all that fun stuff yeah. that you can get on patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. All of your donations go directly into keeping this podcast uh, up and running. Yeah. And on the airwaves that are non-existent. Because mm-hmm. um, it's on the internet. But uh, yeah, head over to do that. It's really fun. You can go ahead and write us a review in yes. iTunes or Spotify. We yes, would indeed. love to hear it. Absolutely. If you are an Apple Podcast listener or if you're a Spotify listener, you can write a review. Mm-hmm. Or you can give us a five-star rating. We would love if you did either of those things. Yeah. And if you did write a review, we'll go ahead and read it on an upcoming episode. We'd also like for you to um, subscribe and you can follow us on social media. Yeah. We are at Movies That Made It's Gay on Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook. And on Twitter at MTMUG Pod. Yes, indeed. You can follow our personals if you would like. Uh, my name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was another fun episode. Mm-hmm. We will uh, see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.